Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here, reporting to you live from Studio Wasteland. Welcome back to another Fly Casual, bitches. Let's get ready to wrinkle! For anyone offended by that intro, not at all. Not even kind of. For anyone I'm, that might be, I, no. I want, I want, I want everyone to know it was Howie's fault. Yeah, I'm glad we get celebrity intros now. It's awesome. <laughs> that was the worst Kermit I've ever done because I did it angrily. Oh wait, <laughs> thanks for ruining the magic, Corey. Oh, did I pull back the curtain for you? Yeah, I apologize too far, completely. Walk a walk a walk a a hole. That's better. That's not Kermit. No, that's not that's even fuzzy. a little Kermit. Yep. It's hey, you guys see fuzzy. the you see the the trailer that came out for the new Muppet Babies cartoon? Ah. Yeah, it looks it's a penguin, man. What's what the that hell's up with thing? this rando penguin? That's no. It's it, it's it's not even like one of it's not even doesn't even seem at all like a baby version of the Muppet penguins. It's just this. It's more like the it's penguin purple. from it's yeah. It's wearing like a purple scarf. It reminds me of the penguin from that episode of Ducktales. Where Web, Webby befriended a penguin and gave her her colored scarf because, she, you know, they didn't have colors. And she's like, thank you for the colors. You know, that's what that penguin reminds me of. And that I know it's all Disney owned, but that is not OK. I'm not OK with it. There was no they had the intro, you know, when your room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, except it was just like like everything now. It's like some like female ska band doing it. It's like when mm. your room looks mm-hmm. kind and I'm just like, what? Just, I mean, why? It's like every all the Muppets were singing, you know, the, the intro. It's, it's not made for you. Well, so you know, Fuller Burn. House. They made Fuller House, and it's like, okay, now it's the the the, the girls have grown up and they're in charge. So now we're gonna have a chick band sing the intro. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's just Muppet Babies. Why? Are, why is every intro now got to be done by a chick ska band? You know what I mean? Because they're awesome. I don't know, man. Like Whatever it. happened to the possibilities? Uh, Milkman. Yeah. It's all paper Trump's boy? fault. The paperboy, yeah. E- even TV? Don't even, tell me TV. Even TV. Specifically Dang TV it. in this case. Specifically TV in this Dang case. It. But not That's evening what, TV. No. I actually could never figure out if he was saying evening TV or even TV when I was a kid. I just kind of switch off on, on all those occasions where I sang along with the full yeah, house I really theme. don't know the lyrics after that. Yeah. I believe it. the lyrics were full house. Oh, that. That yeah. is correct. There's yeah. some dudes in my baby. Uncle. How rude. You got it, dude. Right? Dave Collier kind of creeped me out for some reason. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. See the, the collection yeah. of dummies in his basement, I think. You've been keeping up on the Fuller House, Mike? You what? You got all the seasons? Are you ready no, for season four? No. The, 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 my daughter's way up on them. I'm, my I'm, kid watches I'm, them over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, mine and does over. too. And I walk in the room and I go, this episode again, and then I don't complain because there's a lot of good-looking wool <laughs> on no that complaints, show. No complaints, but... Uh, yeah, no, my, my daughter's so addicted, uh, She uh, her mom actually bought her the, the past catalog, and she's been through all of them. She's seen literally Whoa. every episode. They're all on Netflix. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, aren't the originals are all on Netflix, too, aren't they? Well, are maybe. They? Uh, I don't I know. So. She bought, I think be. she bought, if they are, she bought them before they were on Netflix. Ooh, so. is Step by Step on there? And you get my step by step. I don't think I don't think step by steps on anywhere. I'm not talking about Fuller House. I'm talking about full house. step by step. I know. I know. I thought, I thought Full House was on there as well. I didn't think so. Yeah, I think it is. Because my kids Patrick, watch Patrick Duffy. 
Step by step can go. <laughs> Nothing scarier than Patrick Duffy. Suzanne, Suzanne Summers. Mm, yeah. Patrick mm. Duffy's not scary. The guy who played Cody. Cody, <laughs> dude, bro, dude, dude. looked in the van. Charges. Oh man. Show. So so, what's Balky? What's his new show? He's on. Uh, he's going to be on the Sabrina the Teenage Witch, also a Netflix property. Sweet. Yep. Bronson Netflix, show. I want to say Netflix is I doing l- some good stuff. I love the Archieverse. As far as they got some competition coming up. From whom? Disney, my man. Uh, it's not really a competition. We're going to talk about that. Uh, crap. I don't know. I might as well intro the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual. Fly. That's us. All of What us. decade of radio am I covering when I do the Fly Casual? Is that like, 80s, baby. That's 80s? Give it to me. Yeah. Wolfman Jack. You no, know, go back to the, you gotta go back 50s, 60s. You're like, ah, we're, we're going to do some casual <laughs> flying here. We're going we're to get on. We're going to get We're going to dive in deep. We're going to be covering some reviews. We got, we got some, some Rebels. Four different episodes of Rebels review. And you know you want to be here for that. You know? That's like 50s yeah. and 60s, right? What happened in the 70s? Was it, ever, was it just like... Oh, music. Hey, man. Oh, yeah. You want to hear hey. see some music, man? Hey, welcome back. To Here's it. a little Iron Butterfly, man. Welcome Enjoy. Back. In a God of Vita, baby. Here's yeah. 20 minutes of the doors. Welcome I got to go take a leak. To KLUV, man. Uh, yeah, we were taking some calls just a couple minutes ago. Uh, oh, wow, man. There's somebody setting fires to stuff over at Berkeley. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and right now, I'm just going to sit back and throw on some Floyd because. Because you know what? I just saw a laser light show last night, and that's what I'm feeling right now, man. Yeah. So. Didn't, didn't Hot Donna like do radio? Hot Donna? Yeah. What? I don't know. That, that 70, 70 show? show? Or this 70 show? What was she doing on the radio? Promoting Scientology? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that Hot existed Donna. in yeah. the 70s? Yeah, it sure did. It did. Uh, yeah, it did. That's when it got big. That's right. Yeah, dude. Right. That's when he was he was off the U.S. shores. He was sailing the open seas, baby. He who? I am uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. I created Scientology. The so L. Hubs, man. Speak really creepily. <laughs> and uh, You're going to get a suit. You are going to get a suit. Yeah, well, you know, I'm whatever. <laughs> 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 We're sued. We've officially been sued. Um, I, okay, forget it. Forget where you where you sit religiously. That dude had a creepy mouth. Uh, he had a creepy he mouth. He was just creepy. You could he okay. A lot. You could come to me. You know, uh, a, a man, a man of faith. You could come to me and say Jesus had a creepy mouth, and I go, I don't know, bro. Sure, <laughs> I don't even know. You only got any evidence that his mouth is creepy, but okay, okay. So I'm gonna sit here and plant a flag and say I have seen videos of that man speaking, and he has a creepy mouth. Creepy mouth. Have you watched L Rubs? Have you seen the L. Ron Hubs? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, L- L- I've seen them. Creepy AF. i seen them. Well, I, you know, I've been uh, hanging out with Aleister Crowley and, uh, you know, and, and, and the, <laughs> the weird guy that studied rocket propulsion that got, like, way into, like, sex magic. And um, I'm, I'm going to start a religion. You know, I saw like, that episode of Drunk History. Blood sugar <laughs> sex magic. <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> I just read That's about that, like, a week before I saw that. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. That's a good episode. It was. Drunk History is the shiz. You, you I got, like when Colin Hanks played Mr. Rogers. Ah, awesome. uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the best episode ever. Yes. I like like literally every episode. Every single one. So and it's funny because I like I like the history and I like the drunk. Mm-hmm. It's fun watching. In equal uh, measure, really. Yeah, yeah, really. It is a great <laughs> balance of history and drunkenness. You watch the drunk history, Mike? And lots I of Colin Hanks. I have not seen it yet. Oh, see, now you would be fun to watch Drunk History with. You think? <laughs> That's oh, yes. True. Where can I where can I partake in this 
said drunk history. Uh, well, drunk drunk history is on the Comedy Central. No, I don't do the comedy. In terms terms of what streaming services are available to you to watch Drunk History, yes, I have no idea. Because the one that I watch it off of is not available for public consumption. (laughs) You've said too much. I I see. I've said far too much. But uh, but hey, that's what we do here at Fly Casual, hey, episode hey. number one seventy three. And uh, right now we're gonna go around the table and introduce everybody uh, over here is Wolfman T Wilson in my basement, and uh, on my left over here, wearing a Saint Isaac Kansas, Mister Michael J T Double Scratch Archbowl. <laughs> we got traffic on the fives. Every time, that's where Every you time. go. Every, Every time. time. I know, I know. It's really hard that's to all do it prolonged. Even Robin Williams only did it for a couple uh, seconds. Uh, yeah, we're up here. We're, check it out. <laughs> now, it's a totally different radio broadcast. Actually, it was the exact same scene. It was a montage of different things in nice. uh, Good Morning America. Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> Good Morning America. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'd make a joke You're about no Michael somebody that Winslow. Was on. Let's put it that way. There you go. I'm not. I am no I am not a Michael Winslow. Mm-mm. Got the bleeps and the creeps. There you go. Artistry. Nice. I'm is. Corey Wilson over there's Michael. He didn't say anything, so I'm just saying it again. Michael hey, Jarrett, he said he's on the fives. Hey, oh, uh, traffic right. on the fives. Hey, <laughs> okay, he repeated it. We're right back where we were. I'm just going to keep saying it until we get something else. Hey, there's Michael J. J. Archbizzle. I'll go back to the old school. Hey, how you doing, Corey? How you doing? I'm doing pretty all right. How you, how you doing? doing? I'm some uh, cool, cool water mm. right now. You know what I'm drinking? The Lord's drink. I'm drinking this uh, this Red's apple ale that your <laughs> wife had left over in the fridge. She is. Yeah, Gross. Um, Gross. provided to you by Gross. our by our secondary resident Canadian uh, Petrie. Oh, it does taste yeah. like the shiz. Oh, that yeah. means I'm the primary, right? Yeah. Well, there's was a, a there's the a joke. difference. There's a difference yes. how between being a shit Sweet. and being the shit. This is not the shit. This would be the other. Yes. This is this is the former. Yeah, the former, not the latter. We were not just discussing latter. this. I'd I'd be interested in what, what the listeners think. You know, uh, the 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 apple ales got very popular for a while there. Oh, it makes me want to barf. And you know, I'm. Yeah, I, you're still drinking. I am it. the opposite of any got, type of ale or beer snob because I don't drink beer. I, I find it repulsive in every way. So, and being a good, like I said, a good man of faith, I only that's drink. probably because you take Mike's suggestions. I only, no, I do drink. not. I being a being a being a solid man of faith, I only drink hard liquor. Uh, <laughs> well, as you yeah. do, I'm going I'm gonna have to take it's some of the, the Bushmills down here to but, but get rid of the aftertaste. Did you? You took my Bushmills. Get that back over here. Yes, it was hey. sitting right here. Hey. How did that get down? Did you hey. just pick it up and pour I did. some of my Red Bush? I did. Get that back over here. You know, what? if I don't drink this regularly, I, I go straight to hell. <laughs> I don't see anything left in that decanter. Uh, I know, my decanter. I oh. specifically, listeners, kept this at my end of the table because any alcohol within reach of Mike, he will drink. <sighs> and this is my Red Bush, and I, pre- I, I protect it because s- I don't drink much, so I, I want to have it there when Corey, I do. I just took a sip. Look at him. Look at him. Corey, I want to call, call you Corey. Jessica Jones. You're Jessica Jonesing it. Mike, (laughs) this is an intervention. You, sir, have a drinking problem. (laughs) He's not denying it. (laughs) Smooth. Goes down smooth. Real smooth. It has actually way way smoother than like literally any other whiskey. Jessica, she's got a new, uh, we got season two out now. Everyone should know that while I said that I took a giant guzzle straight from the bottle. 
Yep. Okay. Oh, I feel so close to God right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're master control. No, the reason why I brought it up. Forget it, Howie. The reason why I brought it up uh, about the Apple Ale is even though I am not a beer snob at all, like a long time ago, Apple the first one I ever tried was Magner's, which is imported. Beer. And I thought it was amazing. And then I came back yeah. to the Midwest. Nobody had Magners Snob. around here. And I would ask all the time. So I started drinking like your woodchuck and your, you know, like angry orchard and your red apple. It's all disgusting, sugary grossness. And the reason I don't like beer is because it's not sweet enough. But this stuff is insane. Oh, beer, dude. It's yeah. insane. Beer is How much nastiness is in those things. So then, yeah, now Magners and Strongbow are more prevalent around here. And those are. I think quite tasty, quite tasty, quite, but I'm interesting. We have any listeners quite. that are, that are defensive of the American apple brew. No, uh, no, <sighs> you're not a listener. You do you even listen to the podcast. Hell no. Exactly. Yeah, really. I listen to this you thing. Better things to do. We put this out there for the people who are far more lowly than, and desperate than us other than Garrick who listens. <laughs> I do. So. I'm, a true, I'm a true fan. He, he sits down with a pencil and a pad of paper every yeah. week. That's right. I All right. Notes. How, how can we improve this next week? <laughs> yeah. More comics. We have notes. notes. How I underline more comics. It says at the top, uh, how to get more marketable with an underline. And then right in the middle of the little memo page, it's written diagonally, more poop jokes with two underlines. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's true. All Just caps, the poop jokes. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Over there, Master Controls, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know how we can really spice things up. Yeah. Poop jokes. We need my homemade need chili to, powder recipe. Well, a home a homemade massage oh, oil <gasps> called what? L-Rubs. L-Rubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... That's oh, gross. rub your thetans away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm clear. Rubs I'm clear. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's only offered in clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only color available is clear. Yep. That's how you, that's how you get there. Yeah, you got to follow the bridge. Yeah, but does it make you poop? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> if you eat it, probably. probably. These dried cherries are definitely going to make me poop. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, it keeps you regular. You we need to take those cherries away. <laughs> You're going to eat the whole thing. Oh, my God. You're so good. <laughs> Tart cherries, amazing dried cherries. Where have you been all my life? I really had an answer for that, and I'm not going to say it. Mad cross pond out for you, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Hey, greetings, fellow podcasters. Wow, is this like is this like three in a row that he's yeah, actually I'm on a roll, now? baby. Yeah, enjoy the fictional <laughs> land you live <laughs> in. It's it's first, first time he's gotten three in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like it a is. turkey. <laughs> Yeah, bowling. These are the bowling jokes. <laughs> Hat trick. This is a hockey yeah, that's, that's better. For Canada. <laughs> it's, a, it's a threesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? You feel yeah, me? It's, it's even, even better. better. You, you feel oh, me? I love it. It's yeah. a three-peat. I would. No, no. I, I would be a three-peat. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Nah, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, it? No, oh. Pat Riley owns the, the, the trademark to three-peat. Oh, now really? we're going yeah, sued by the, Pat Riley the, and L. Ron Hubbard. When the Bulls run their, won their third championship in a row back in the late ni- or mid-90s or whatever, uh, everybody was worried because all the T-shirt makers were going to make three-peat stuff, and then they would have to pay money royalty to uh, Pat Riley. Wow. Yeah, who was at the time still coaching the Knicks? Wow. The so everybody, there was like this big movement. Nobody put three P on anything because everybody hated everybody. In Chicago I would, hated I the Knicks. Done it. I it's not even a real word. A few really, people did. Think about a few it. people did it. Well, that's why he was able to uh, trademark it because it's not a real word. You can't trademark words. 
No, it's not a word. You just said it. It's you my speech. Can't trade. Well, yeah, but you can trade. Well, the word McDonald's like, is a what? word, and I'm pretty sure it's trademark. Pretty sure. So I can't sing old McDonald now. McDonald's is not a trademark unless you're in like the 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 the, the like short sir or, or short service industry. Uh, you can't have a burger place and call it McDonald's because they would say that you're infringing electric. But you, but could, you have, could have you could have McDonald's plumbing and AC. There you go. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. That's uh, uh, that's how that works. Serve, serve food while you. And there's your the contract law. For I'm tonight. an authority what if on you this have because I studied art. What if you have? <laughs> God damn it! What if you, you have a bar and degree. then you start serving food? Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a what? You own a bar, a yeah. McDonald's, right. pub McDonald's and pub, and pub and grub. But you change, you add the pub and el rub. You, you change the mm grub. <laughs> you no, the, you got to change it to McDougal's, then you'll be wait, all right. So you get el rubbed while Irish. while drinking. Yeah. So you're clearing your thetans, but you're you're pouring them back in. Aren't they not supposed to drink very much? Aren't they like drugs and everything bad? Probably. Right. I don't know. That yeah. thing. I kind of uh, have a feeling they do a lot. Well, of that in my time. religion, uh, only hard liquor is allowed. That's Did I right. Mention that. <laughs> that's a good. That's an interesting religion. It is. Yeah, it's, it's called the best it's, religion. Uh, it's really. called it's called alcoholism, mm. <laughs> and 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 they pay a lot of taxes. Alcohol and it's not tax exempt, huh? Oh, still smooth. I'm really trying to figure this out, Corey. Ooh, yeah, what's up, uh, cherries. Then a swig, then cherries, cherries and a swig, and then cherries Cherry, and a Are you swig. kidding me? Cherry and like oak, oak, uh, oak uh, aged whiskey? I'm not knocking it. That's, I am uh, not knocking this. We're on, to, we're on to something here. I'm just trying to figure it out. We're on to cherry whiskey, like which I'm sure done has before. been done, but it probably has been done, but we, yeah. there's some research to be done there. I'm, also, it's hey, called earlier, Red Stag. I had a banana and then drank some ginger ale, and that was amazing. It's I'm trying Red to figure Stag out why you don't have a cup with the the drink in it. Yes. We'll get there. Okay. It's going to happen now. All right. All right. It's going to happen. And I will poison you myself. You do that in vodka, man. Vodka and fruit. I yes. poured I, out hmm. a giant bottle of cake flavored vodka that I think was like six years cake old. Cake flavored. It's pretty amazing. It, what? It's it, disgusting. It's, no. It's, it is it so amazing. dumb, but that's, then you have a swig and you're kind of like, oh, geez, that's. Gosh, you guys in your sweet alcohols. Oh, it, 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 it actually tastes like yellow cake. <sighs> I'm sorry. It, and, and and when you are blitzed and in a swimming pool in the middle of the night. Derek, let's go drink some scotch, man. <laughs> no, Derek partaked as well. Partaked? He partook it. He partook. It was disgusting. You, me, and, oh. uh, and uh, Hello World Josh. Oh, I'm going to have to get Petri back on the, the show. As much as I don't want to, I've got to get Petri here to drink some man juice, no, man. No, I, I prefer <laughs> some scotch or whiskey or bourbon. <laughs> But every now and then you got to try something dumb. Yep. Speaking of trying Not dumb really. stuff, it's no, time don't. for some reviews. Yeah, like yeah comics. dumb comics stuff. Comics are dumb. Whoa. You're just jealous, Howie. <laughs> you're Whoa. jealous because your dumb movies aren't as Dude. cool as a comic. Yeah. <laughs> your comics but, are cool. I, I have no last time I checked, I spent less money. money. You know I'm not wrong. I spent less money on the movies than you spent on comics. Oh crap! That's all right. Mm. I'm okay. I'll spend money on things I like. I'm investing in comics. <sighs> That's how the I don't clubs spend, around here stay alive. See, I get Garrick's mom for free, so I don't have to spend money on. Ooh. Wait, how did my mom get in this? I don't Ooh. understand. It's not a she comic movie. She's been in movies. It's not a question of how your mom got into this. It's a question of how Howie. Never mind. Oh wait, what? Anyway, moving on. Hey guys. Hey. Comics. Hey. Comics. Hey, you uh you reading that uh you reading that uh new old man Hawkeye are you there? 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Actually, good stuff, right? Me? They're doing Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah, they are, yeah, dude. It's, really it's good, good stuff. It's got that, bullseye in it. They're back no. in the wasteland. Stop, stop, stop. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. Like, as it much is. as Old Man Logan is great, like, Old Man Hawkeye sounds way more interesting, because I'm like, I don't know whether well, it's going to go. It's he's going blind, years, dude. It's five years before edge. Old Man uh, Logan, and uh, yeah, it's before he goes blind, and oh, man, that world is awesome. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing this. Bullseye's the bad guy. He has a cybernetic red eye thing. That, and, and Hawkeye steals it right out of his head, because he's going blind. Well, he, he sticks it in his yet. eye. He hasn't found him yet. It's all dystopian, man. Yeah, oh, the bad so guys cool. have taken over. Oh. And, it's, and it's from Star Wars alone that, that did, did some Star Wars art as well. Awesome. Uh, who good did stuff. the Obi and Annie comic and the Phasma comic. So, yeah. See, it all ties together. Got it's it. one big happy family. Anyway, we had three comics come out. Yeah. Oh Vader 12, hmm. Star Wars 44. 44. And Star Wars Adventures Ooh. IDW comic number seven. Oh, yeah. And of course, later on, we will be discussing the last remaining Rebels episodes <gasps> ever made. A whole what? pile of Rebels. The final we have, pile. We have the final pile of four episodes Weird. leading up to the series finale. And we Family are dedicating three hours of this podcast to those four <laughs> episodes. Three One of which so was strapping. a double length episode. <laughs> We are going to recite yep. each episode word yep. for word. We're going to break gonna down every line. <laughs> we're going to analyze every word. We're going to diagram every sentence. So then darker gray wolf number three. <laughs> grab stormtrooper number 12. The wolves are the best part. Yeah. I will so, eat your soul. David, David named an episode well, after wolves. After wolves. Yeah. Anyway, let's start out with some comics and mm-hmm. just like get this over with. So get we can going, get the rebels. Buddy. So Vader number 12, let me break yeah, this down. Do it. Vader's back on Coruscant again, ready to find out who put a contract out on his life. First he goes to old Sheevy Palps, and I was like, dude, you mad, bro? And Sheevy's like, dude, you be tripping. So Vader lopes back to his room to sulk and <laughs> listen to some Fallout boy yeah. and enter his weird <laughs> meditation world where he's half carnage, I guess. I don't know. When all of a sudden... <laughs> Somewhere between Dance Dance and Sugar were all going down. He gets an epiphany, <laughs> like lightning striking his brain. There was that dude that he choked out, but That's stopped by Palps before he accepted the officer's apology. Vader storms into the Emperor's chamber and tells the Emperor, it was that guy who, it would be super awesome if you could bring him forward and introduce him to the entire Imperial Navy as well. So the Emperor says, yeah, sure, whatever. So the entire officer corps of the Imperial Navy gathers and Vader is introduced and Darth Vader's first act is to call five people forward in front of the class, including the officer who may or may not have put a hit out on him. And he choked them bitches out. Mm-hmm. Thus starts Vader's long career as Grand Admiral Throat Hugs. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Vader, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. So... This is kind of cool. I mean, uh, for listeners who may not have listened or are new or even <laughs> for, new or, not or very even good existing listeners. Liz, yeah. So this Vader comic takes place right after episode three. So we get a lot of uh, early backstory of when Anakin first became Vader and uh, nobody knows who he is. So this is kind of the introduction, his first introduction to the Imperial Navy. Uh, you know, Palpatine brings him up and he, and the F- Vader's first act is to call five people forward and then immediately choke them in front of everybody <laughs> to kind of send a message to the rest of the remaining yeah. people. Basically, Palps, 
Well, he goes to Palps and says, look, if you want me to be your man, these people need to know who I am and yeah. they need to, I need to command some respect. And yeah. Palps is like, okay, all right, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vader said, I'm Negan. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you're Vader. I'm Vader. Yep, you're all Vader. So yeah, that that was pretty cool because all through these comics, like nobody knows who he is. Everyone's just like, who's this dude? Let's attack him, whatever. But now everybody is going to know who Vader is. And it should be cool from here on out, I hope. I'm digging yeah. it. He did I'll some uh, more meditation in this one where he, yeah. in his meditative state, yeah. it has that kind of creepy carnage. spiritual look to yeah, him. Yeah, carnage. Where his, he's a Spider-Man villain. There you go. Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> but his arms and legs are, that were cut are off white, yeah. are, are, are a different color. And yeah. I was wondering if there's symbolism in the fact that they're white because that's when Anakin fully died. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I haven't really, I guess, delved too much into it. I just figured in his spirit form, you know, he's no, full I, figured. I, I but, laid it uh, out for you there. That's yeah. pretty cool, I mean, man. Yeah, I like it. Pretty cool. I, dig I, it. I love, I love the meditation area or whatever because it's all stormy and and really dark, but there's still like still some light floating around. Yeah, there's like little and, blue moths flying yeah, and around, and you can see his dark tendrils trying to like keep him away. So I think you kind of you kind of get that visual of him. Fighting against the light side, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's what. So I really, I really like when they, when the artist does that. I think that's a good take on, uh, kind of envisioning what the force may or may not look like. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I thought it was a pretty good issue. Like yeah. loving me some Vader. I've learned Guess. tonight that two swigs, heavy swigs out of a whiskey bottle is enough to get me a little, a little bit of a buzz going on here. So oh, I will be useless for the rest yeah. of the podcast. Good for you, buddy. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that yeah. happened during the yeah. podcast. Good to, good to know. Right now, I yeah. can't feel my arms and legs, and I think they're turning white. I'm turning into Vader yep. in this comic. So, Are you, yeah. Is your top half carnage? Mm, I'm not sure, but if anybody looks up and it is, just let me know. All right. You probably something. need to drink more to make that happen. I would That's imagine. true. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Yep. Good, good, good. So, yeah, moving on. Star Wars 44 came out. Oh. We're already up to 44. Can you believe it? No. This is. Oh. <laughs> we are. It was, like, it was like the premiere uh, mo- relaunch of the Marvel Star Wars line, and we're all, all the way up to 44. So, let me break this down. The big three visit the water world of Moncala. But instead of Kevin Costner swimming around and drinking his own pee, that's what that movie is about, right? I don't yep. know. I never actually yep. saw it. Mon Cala, the movie. Yeah. Oh, you they mean me- Waterworld. Oh, yeah. They meet yeah. up with the de facto head of the Mon Cala to see if they, could, if they could maybe spot them some warships, maybe. But the steward to the throne declines because I guess there is like a hereditary monarchy or something on that planet. And their king was like totally kidnapped by the Empire. And they will totes kill him if they join the rebellion. Of course, thing goes goes as they usually do when Han, Luke, and Leia are involved. They get jumped by Imperials and through a series of outrageous events and giant tentacle monsters, they end up escaping before the Empire can close the trap on them. As they leave the watery planet, Leia checks her supply of hope and realizes that it was spin up somewhere between blowing up the Death Star and having to watch Kevin Costner drinking his own pee. That really happened, right, in that movie? I, I swear it did. I, then Leia gets a crazy Han-like idea. What if they break the Mon Cal? King out of prison. Then the Empire wouldn't have no leverage against them and they could totally get some warships. And it may or may not involve drinking pee. A perfect plan. (laughs) 
That's what the Waterworld was about, I think. Drink uh, and pee. Sure. How do we feel about them officially changing the name of Mon Calamari to Moncala? Eh. That's I mean, I, I they seem to try to expunge a lot of the lame terms that were given to things because they didn't ever actually have names originally. You know, the movie came out and, and the Jedi came out and it's not like, you know, they had an, an alien species name picked out for all those dudes what were running the capital, the command ship. Yeah. So it's probably when the toys hit, they like needed to know what oh, his name's Akbar, I guess. And well, no, they for <laughs> in the movie, she Mon Mothra introduces him, but well, what, what species? Is he? I don't know. They look like squids. Mon Calamari. Are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm totally serious. Okay, we'll print it. But now <laughs> it seems like they're trying to kind of expunge. Like we don't want hammerheads anymore. They're authorian. They've been authorians for a you long time. You know what? Time. I don't. Yeah. It's 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 close enough that I'm fine with it. And if if it's just a, it seems like just a slight revision to me. So I'm. I, I kind I'm of okay on the mind it. like we've been okay with it for so long. That stuff doesn't. I mean, it's need just like it's but just I like, feel like there's newer people coming to going. That's kind of lame. <laughs> and I know because I'm into Star Wars now. I mean, it's no it's no them. different than than Mala and Itchy and 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 whatnot, and, and yeah. tying those names up and making them a little more she she brook. Yeah, Sherwick, Sherwick, Yeah, okay. Sherwick. Right. So yeah, I'm yeah. okay with it. I'm actually, fine. actually, to me, it shows some authors actually giving a damn about. That kind of thing. So I, I'm, I, I kind of, I'm kind of okay with. This it. is where I turn into the old Star Wars crotchety snob, where I'm like, "Yeah, welcome to the party. We've been giving a damn for a long time, so you don't need to just start throwing shit around when you showed up." That's, and I know that's a dick I way to feel be. You, it's but like being the guy that's been like, you know, I've worked here for years. You punk kid. I know how <laughs> things work, but it's at the same time, there's a little bit of that. A little and, bit of uh, Star Wars fans are fickle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Flockhart. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Not Star Wars fans. No. The no. perfect group of people. No. I love them all. They're no. all great in their own little way. Yeah, but a little fickle. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. to people who like the holiday special. There's something Eric's wrong with Twitter it. Twitter followers grew three sizes that day. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> I'm sorry mm. I'm so open-minded, guys. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, well, you need so to be, be a sorry. dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if but only, Star Wars... If only you were a little more passive-aggressive. My, my, only, my only complaint about the Star Wars comic is that it's not going anywhere. <laughs> There's yeah. nowhere to go. There's I mean, not, yeah, they're just doing little mini arcs now. And yeah, it's starting there to feel is, like the old, they Star all Wars die in comics. the end. So yeah, <laughs> yeah um, they can't I, go anywhere. <laughs> I, I did notice one thing that I like that they've been doing this a little bit lately. They've been doing some tie-ins with, with the rebel series. Yes. Um, the gunboats, the transports, that they mm-hmm. use in this yep. comic for continuity. The, yep, continuity. And baby. They also, they also uh, tied in Rogue One as well when they mentioned uh, Admiral Raditz, who was yeah, uh, that's right, the yep. Mon Calamari Admiral well, at the. Ro- so I mean, there is a, there is a the faction. Area? Sorry, there is a faction at Lucasfilm that does give a damn about this stuff. Unfortunately, no gunboats here. Or are you the transports? The transports. Yeah, the little yeah. shuttle thing. They're actually in the Rebel series. They're called gunboats. I heard them call them shuttles in the Red in the Rebel series. No, they, she and called they're it, more directly she said, comparable the, to the uh, to the uh, Admiral Price in the, in the episode where um, where Kanan dies. She calls them gunboats. That's exactly where I thought she called them shuttles. Huh. Oh. How about that? Either way, transport Maybe, gunboat, gunboat whatever. shuttles, whatever. I mean, it's, it's the same. It's the same gun shuttle design, boat. right? It's the same design that was in the the cartoon. That's the point. Yeah. So again, I love that at least somebody at Lucasfilm was given a damn about this continuity. Yeah. It's not. It's they, not the filmmakers, but <laughs> I think no. yeah, the the expanded universe. They, I think they are all kind of tight 
It seems like you know, and I guess I guess you got to expect that. I mean, that's pretty much how it was in Legends, right? Yeah. I mean, it was that's exactly it was, how it was, it was a handful Legends. of authors in the Legends that tied everything together. And when George Lucas got involved again, I know that's when he during started the prequels, shitting all over it. Right? Yeah, he started shitting all over everything that they had worked together to craft. So, yeah. yep, because he could. That's it was so, in the interest of the films so, or the Clone Wars. So we're gonna see that continuity you know, cared about with the expanded universe. So I guess uh, the the storyline in this comic is how Mon Cal became part of the, you know, rebellion, I suppose. I do get the the glimpse of some different varied uh, Mon Cal ships at the end. Yeah. Because in the, in the old legends, there was a concept that that no two Mon Cal ships were alike because there was some sort of organic design that went into it. I think it's cool that like speaking of the Mon Cal, they were uh, traders. Like they're known for, you know, going around the star system, selling stuff. Mm. And they like, Oh, we could take these huge ships and outfit them with weapons and make them like super unstoppable, which I thought was pretty cool. Like maybe the, that's why Mon Cal, Mon Cal cruisers don't look very formidable maybe because they weren't originally designed to do warfare. Yeah, we're designed to, to to go from star system to star system. I thought that was a pretty cool touch in the comic. Yeah, kind of. Boy, do in. I does my the, do my elite dangerous jeans. Uh, <laughs> well, if you have fit some hard points on there. Yeah, let's yeah. see. I got my chief done. From rail uh, gun. I got my chief in totally aid out, but I really got to get a condi and get the condi oh, up. So. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there. We'll put some passenger cabins in there, maybe. Yeah. More for training. Yeah. We'll yeah. And uh, oh, you gotta have that landing computer. Don't forget the landing <laughs> computer. <laughs> oh yeah, don't, you'll be screwed. Yeah. Things yeah. huge. Yeah. I'm still yeah. loving this. I'm still loving the main title. Yeah. Um, but maybe not as much as uh, I'm, I'm really digging Vader and I'm digging Afro right now. Those are my top two, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on. Last comic we have here. IDW Star Wars Adventure number seven. So here we go. Oh, gee. The rebels are at it again. This time Aww. the Emperor Empire has done something so unforgivable, so obscenely evil that Disney had to put it in print form. This atrocity was so heinous that the Rebels crew is going to risk life, limb, and all the hijinks that will ensue when following the intel from Hondo Anoka to set this right. Hondo! What what could possibly be this bad, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, but fair warning, you will be shaken. The Empire, you see, has stolen a bird. But not just any bird. A four-eyed blue bird with some radical kit cloud kicker hair. How could they stoop so low? The rebel crew finds the bird with Hondo and get ready to make their escape. But Hondo, of course, released every animal on the ship, and now they have to fight their way through every manner of beast to escape. But will they be able to do it? Yes, because we've already seen the rebels finale. But we won't know what (laughs) happens till next issue. But wait, there's more. There's a bonus story at the end with everyone's favorite Celestin, Yin Yub. Teaming I up with boner e- stories with everyone's favorite Duro, Shriv. Yeah. Uh, when they wait, team what? up to escape the clutches of a living planet set on eating him. It was a slimy yet satisfying adventure. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason yeah. that seems like a planet that Yoda should be on. You know, you were talking <laughs> about like the ship design of the Imperial gunboat shuttlecraft uh, dropship troop shuttle. Yeah, uh, and the last one that they pulled from Rebels, I like how right at the start of this comic you see that gigantic pyramidal uh, freight hauler. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. actually like in the last episode or two of Rebels, and it's been in it before. Yeah, it was and, in the series finale, I believe. Yeah, yeah, 
played a big part. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it, I, I don't know about the art. It was kind of weird because all their noses, like <laughs> their noses yeah, I mean, all look like they were made like a, the typical comic just, form of something being drunk is their nose being all red. I actually, <laughs> I was like, their noses drunk. all kind of have like a raggedy end thing going on. <laughs> yeah. They're all like red. I mean, I've just, I've just come to know, I mean, these Star Wars adventure comics, I mean, the arts, it's a little more stylized. Yeah. It looks like Disney cartoons, but it does. yet, but yet when you stop and look at the framing, and the, and the actual like artistic yeah, like continuity and stuff. Yeah. It's really it's better. I would argue than at least two of the comics we just reviewed, or, or one of the two comics we just reviewed, and maybe both of them. I mean, there's some photorealism in the Star Wars comic and some of the faces. I didn't really care for the art in the Vader comic, but this, as Disney esque as it is, each frame. It, there's like angles, like someone's actually thinking almost like from a, like a cinematic point of view yeah. of the framing of this. And I would say that this is the superior art of the three comics in my, in my personal opinion. I, I really dig it. Even yeah. though it's card more cartoony than even the show. <laughs> I, I'm in agreement. What? I'm in agreement. That's it. Podcast <laughs> over. Now we see Let's, go. What are we Let's go smoke things. Jelly. Oh, man. <laughs> smoke some jelly. You just created a resonance cascade. We're all going to go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for you in the test chamber. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I just like, like I just like a good yes. rebel story, man. This, yeah. is, this is cool. I mean, stuff. we just saw the wrap of the series and. It was nice to have a little extra story. That's yeah, fun. that was cool. And I like the the bonus at the end because um, from the Battlefront series, Battlefront Two, uh, a new character, Shriv the Duro, was introduced. It's kind of a, like a fan favorite of that because of, of just his cynical attitude and personality and stuff. So they brought, actually brought him into this comic. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll see more of him. I like that character. Cracks me up. Yeah. So good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. The adventure comics really good. Everyone should be buying them. They're not that expensive, and yeah, they're good. They're good stuff. So Corey won't buy them. <laughs> nope, yeah. sure won't. What a loser! You're awful. Anyway, let's. let's Corey uh, hates art. Sorry, on, my hey. kid's college fund says hello. Well, you can sell your comics to pay for college. That's right. I bet I, bet I couldn't do that. I bet <laughs> you can. I bet you could. I bet you could. I bet you could. could. So, what else are we reviewing tonight? Well, today, boys and ladies. The Rebels has come to an end. So we have our last four episodes of Rebels. And then who knows what's going to happen? Who knows how long it'll be until we have anything else to review? Rebels 2. Rebels 2. No. We need more lemon pledge. (laughs) (laughs) I have no money. No, no. So we have four episodes Rebels, Wolves at the Door, or Wolves at the Door, I suppose. Wolves at the Door. Wolves. Well, I mean, Wolves and the Door. My bad. A World Between Worlds, A Fool's Hope, and the series finale, Family Reunion, and Farewell. What the hell? I know. So I, I, I guess so we could that. just do Wolf's at the door, Wolf's in a door. Do we really want to split these up or we, do we <laughs> no, just want to? No, no, no. I was just going to say Wolf's in a door and uh, World Between Worlds are basically just one long episode. Yeah. So first of all, I'd like to say those two episodes are probably in my top five episodes, I think. Or if you count them as one episode, definitely in the top five. Because I, I thought those, I'm there. I'm those, with you. Those two episodes just uh, from a just like a visual point of view and from a storytelling. And then also the music was amazing. Just everything was just 
firing on all cylinder for those two episodes. You can tell they spent a little more money on these. <laughs> yeah, they actually got a, a few uh, voices in there, uh, mm-hmm. famous voices. So they brought back Ian McDermott to play the Emperor, and they actually had uh, Malcolm McDowell played yes. a character in this as he well. He played the, the Emperor's dude man guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't the realize whole time he was cool. talking, I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> and I looked it up. I had to look it up, and I went, oh, yeah. I should have known. This dude yeah. man. So he's a, he's man. another a Star Trek alum that's made it into the Star Wars world, so. Nah, yeah, I'm never v- going back. Via, via Rebels. <laughs> so, yeah. Good job, man. Good job. And he, he got, actually, I actually, uh, I, I loved his voice in that role. Too. Yes. He oh, that, a, character that character was amazing. Was one of the best ones. Only yeah. an episode of him too. Because I, I love a villain that has like not just straight evil. They're not, like, oh, yeah. He, he had depth to him. He actually wanted to figure something out. He had a intelligence to him. Yeah, like he actually had a line. I'm paraphrasing. It was like, "Do not mistake my, you know, my levity for you know a Mercy. lack of intelligence or whatever." Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, I really butchered the hell out of that line." But the way he delivers it was just so perfectly. It's like I'm being nice to you because it's convenient to me. Don't mess with me. Yeah. So he basically through the course of this episode, um, uh, Ezra and Sabine are trying to find a way into this Jedi temple that the Empire is as uh, taken under control and they're trying to do the exact same thing. So they sneak in and kind of find a way in and in the process. Okay. Sabine but but stop before, I mean, the, the, how they sneak in is important. Though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, brought back into the, the, to the fray, right? gods. Yeah. So yeah, from the, that's, Clone how, War, Ian, that's how Ian, Ian uh, McDermott said it. The Mortis gods. So the, yeah. So from the clone wars, we had a Mortis arc that brought in kind of like, an embodiment of the different sides of the force. So you have, I have been saying forever that the Mortis gods would come back. I even thought for a while that we might see some last Jedi parallels. It was very, it was very, it wasn't over the top. Oh no, I mean, it was up your nose in it. Right. If you were looking for it, if you were paying attention, you realize that it's heavy. But if you weren't and you didn't know anything about him, it might as well not even be there. I mean, all the, all it really was, was the artwork on the temple. And he recognized, you know, in the Clone Wars episode, Mortis, like you said, is represented by a father and then has two uh, two offspring, a, a son and a daughter. The daughter is representative of the light side of the force. The son is representative of the dark side of the but force. But they're not just force users. They're something big, heavy. They are. And they galaxy are almost embodiment of the yeah, force in like, some way. Yeah. They're like the incarnations of the side of the force that they represent. Exactly. And but essentially, I mean, but the they, it's, a, it's a puzzle to get in. This, it's this piece a puzzle of artwork, to get in, but at the same time... <clears throat> So the owl that Ezra always sees with Ahsoka is there with the daughter yes. in the puzzle. And mm-hmm. then the owl is in the episode later. So I'm like, if you really wanted to stop and extrapolate and have a deep conversation about what the hell that meant, yeah. I think that invites that. Oh, yeah, sure. But Absolutely. you don't have you can completely ignore it. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. What, that's great. Yeah, it's just that's a, craft. Right. No, there. I, yeah. I agree 100 yeah. percent, man. Yeah, no, it, no, it's no, no, Mike, you're not there yet. Let me get you there. <laughs> OK, <laughs> okay <laughs> educate you're me. You're yeah. Thank me. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah. Welcome. So to they, they finally make their way into the temple. I didn't mean to cut you off, Garrick. No, I that's did, fine. But, no, but go no, feel free to stop me at any time to discuss <laughs> things you, you liked and stuff. But yeah, although and then, you know. Ezra makes his way into the table, into the temple, and then Sabine gets kind of apprehended by this minister, voiced by Malcolm McDowell, and they kind of have my one of my favorite parts is they're just sitting around, and Sabine's just giving him crap about everything, you know, just and, teasing <clears throat> him, trolling him about everything, and mm-hmm. eventually he kind of draws her into this 
mystery he's trying to solve about this mortis. So, and they he's he goes over all these pictures they've found of these these mortis drawings in temples throughout the the whole galaxy. Because yeah. he's trying to figure out how to unlock the door. Because they've already tried to cut away the door from the temple that Ezra and Kanan a long time ago opened together, but it's now sealed shut. And they're trying to figure out how to get in this alternate entrance, right? But it's not actually the temple. No. It's, 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 it's different. It, it's like it's a, a world portal. between worlds. Yeah, is... world between Actually, I, uh, I, I want to say he uses the words beyond the veil. Welcome yes. <laughs> okay, you guys oh, educate yeah. me. Usually I'd be really excited about any a welcome anytime back we throw, moment. Anytime we throw the old Gabe Kaplan Same button. Yeah, man. Usually right. I'm, I'm screaming with joy, but. In the, in the legends, uh, Luke and his son, Ben, uh, Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the Jedi uh, bad bad stuff was going on at the Jedi uh, Temple on Coruscant, mm-hmm. and young Jedi were being arrested. They were going crazy, and they were attacking their friends and innocent people. And the Jedi were taking a lot of heat. And Luke said, "You know what? I'm the face of the Jedi. If I put myself in exile, then you know, like Corn Horn and Mary, you guys can try to reinvent the image of the Jedi." So he goes off with Ben. And they get called out uh, to basically to go exploring in this place where you have to be extremely like force sensitive or whatever to even navigate this weird area of the galaxy that yeah. is just too dangerous. OK, and they get in and they kind of go through. The, I mean, I, I, I picture in my head like, you know, Supergirl coming out of, you know, <laughs> in the movie. You know, coming out of like microscopic space or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then was yeah. she naked when she came out? No, she wasn't naked. You've seen yeah. the movie, but she, you know what? That's all right. She's you know. Helen Slater looking good, looking good yeah, all the time. So anyway, uh, and what they were able to do is they found the station. There was Sith there and there was this weird, it got weird. This is late in the legends where it was just, I was going to say, I never got this far. No, it was, it was so weird. The final series of, yeah, this is the last series that happened. And the, uh, they, they're in the space station. There's a bunch of like people hooked up to like this, like thing on the ceiling and they're like bodies dangling and they're hooked up to these like tendrils or whatever. And so they're like, well, this is weird. Let's find out what this is all about. So they go hook themselves up to tendrils because that makes sense. <laughs> and Let's see what, what's going on. What ended up happening is they go beyond the veil. When this happens, Luke is able to actually communicate with the dead. Yeah, including able, Mara Jade. His, including Mara Jade, wow. his dead wife and father mm-hmm. of his son. He talks to Jason Skywalker, Mother, who yes. had died as Darth Cadis. They're like they're like echoes of themselves, and they're like submerged in a lake, and they can walk through the lake, and they can come up out of the water and speak with them. And it's creepy because, of course, there's no emotion. Like, there's emotion for Luke, but there's no emotion in them because they're just echoes of who they were. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of this life after death kind of insinuation. Okay. And it was very strange. It was like they weren't, they were in like a different, it was like, a, it was like they were in a dream state or even in like a different reality. Right. So here we, we hear uh, Malcolm McDowell say, you know, it's dangerous for your friend to remain beyond the veil. When he's actually gone into a different realm of consciousness within right. the galaxy, so are although they are not congruent, they are alike. Yeah. Okay, so it was, so what? I mean, the title of the the episode is called "A World Between Worlds," so mm-hmm. that's essentially what he's in, right? I mean, yeah. what you've just described. 
except, well, the Rebels version of what you just described. Yeah. And it's like this astral plane of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. And he's walking that in there. exists amongst all space and, and time. Like, yeah, there's like, yeah, all space Hoovian and time. Line. Right. And there's like these doorways into yeah. the past. I, and when he enters, you hear like lines from the all movie. kinds from of the movies. All the yeah. movies. You're, you're, I heard, well, I heard Qui-Gon. I heard Yoda. I heard old, Even old Obi-Wan, young Obi-Wan. Past, past Rebel episodes. I yeah. mean, they had yeah. everything yeah. in there. Everything. That was really Star cool. Yeah. Except for uh, maybe the new trilogy. I don't think they had anything from there. Uh, as far yeah. as I heard, I could But it was wrong. all mixed in there. And, and yeah, it was just basically these big astral planes among, you know, literally amongst the stars in all directions. These sort of like quasi, you know, these translucent. Yeah, that was pathways. a really cool visual. And the. the I, yeah, that's a lot heavier than I would have wanted them to go, and yet I'm not complaining that they like, went. I, dude, I'm just gonna say it. I this your balls this, Okay, and I don't. We'll get back to it here in a second, <laughs> Garrick. But the this exploration of the this is the type of exploration of the force is what I expected with um with Ryan Johnson. To be honest, this is I know this is the kind of exploration I and, I and it's sad. It's sad. It it saddens me that. The movies can't seem to do right. it. Right. It's like it's but like yet, we gave Kanan the kind of send off that I would have wanted, wanted Luke, Luke to, to have. have. And now we're getting the explorations of the force that I wanted, you know, Ray to experience. Yeah. I mean, he, and I'm like, right. Johnson tried. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> he touched on it with uh, Luke saying, you know, that's the dark side. That's the lights or that's, you know, this is the in between. This is where the force exists. So, I mean, in the in the last Jedi, I guess there's kind of a tie in there. Nah. From what Luke nah. said, I might be straight. Nah. I'm probably straight. Not, not as interesting to me. I just yeah. don't feel like it's fair to say that cinema audiences are too dumb to handle that type of deep dive where a cartoon can nail the shite out of it mm-hmm. when they've not exactly been pacing their way up to this type of stuff. They kind of hold it back. And in the last few episodes, just kaboom. But, dude, it's just like you're saying, though, it's deep enough that the people that <clears throat> want to geek out over it. Yeah. Can totally geek out. And over everybody it. else can just absorb it. at whatever Exactly. Because it was like, oh, he's just between time. I feel like and filmmakers the- are trying to shield audiences from having to think. And it's like they don't have to. <laughs> they don't. Have- so many people see movies and have no idea what they watch, but they enjoy the visual and the jokes and the sure. lines and stuff. Right. And that's OK. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually a very simple story. What? I mean, he goes yeah. he goes to this plane. He essentially f- sees, the first thing he sees is Ahsoka, right? Fighting Vader. Yep. Back from the past um, episode. First thing he sees is the owl. Well, right? we had the yeah. big, yeah, he sees the owl that's, again, depicted in the mortise painting and also. Okay. But, and which is important because that, the owl takes him to where uh, Ahsoka is. Yeah. And he, he even says, he says it when he sees the painting and then he says it again because right. it's the next episode. And says, oh, you know, and it's okay. I'm like, we get it, Ezra. Move on. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, at the season finale, was it two seasons ago or was it last season? It was the end of season two. Okay, where right? Ahsoka battled Vader. Right. Yeah. And uh, that two, really? Well, yeah. It feels like it was more than a year ago, so it must have been. But either way, we had the big argument because after the after the battle, Vader walks away. But then all you see is a tiny little Ahsoka walking into a temple from yes. way far away. And so the argument right. was like, wait, did she die? Is that her spirit? Is it stuck there? Yeah. Why is she just hanging out there? We got all those answers in this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that we, amazing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how it people can do that. Cool. Yeah. And we have no faith that anyone will do that because <laughs> everybody sucks at it. And here we are. Rebels actually did it where like and it doesn't feel like a retcon. It feels like it was planned from the start. It yeah. really does, and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. unified vision. Yeah. So Filoni's that Mike's always man. talking about. Yeah, yeah Filoni is. is Dave. So essentially, essentially, um, Ezra pulls 
uh, basically saves Ahsoka because it looks like Vader's getting ready to cut her down. Is, yeah, right. And he he, pulls, just, her he right pulls, her, pulls her in. Jumps and, into reality and pulls her right back out of so it. So we have the the interruption of space time <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and going back and changing something. Which I hate space. Tra- I hate time travel in Star Wars. And this somehow didn't come in conflict. Conf- yeah. Conflict? Ben conflict. Affleck. Conflict. Ben, uh, ben conflict. <laughs> this did not come in conflict with that for me. Yeah. It didn't bother me. Yeah. Well, because it, did, it, it didn't it really was change. done in a much deeper meaning. And it, and it, it didn't, didn't really change, change It didn't time. retcon or change anything. Uh-uh. Because he just pulled her in, and then at some point she comes back out. Yeah, yeah she went and right I, back in, like maybe like 20 minutes after the events. Of- right. And you actually see her walking down toward that doorway that we saw her closer to at right. the end. So theoretically, at the end of that season, that little quick shot we saw was maybe a minute after the shot we saw in this. Right. And so when we're going, wait, why did they just walk away from each other? Why didn't they finish each other off? Is she dead or what? Because what right. happened? We know exactly why. Because right. she wasn't there and Vader just went, well, yeah. crap, I'm leaving. <laughs> right. And then Ahsoka <laughs> right. popped back in and went, well, crap, I don't have a ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's she's been all this time just trying to get yeah. off the planet. Yeah. So, but okay, so he pulls Ahsoka in and uh, what I loved about it too was that you know, Ahsoka was actually a student of the Jedi, of the old Jedi Order. So yeah. she had a recognition of where she was. Yeah, she mm-hmm. kind of had an idea. Right. She didn't know. Right, she didn't she know had, for she's sure. Like, oh, shiz. She's like, wait, I read about it. We it's shouldn't like, be messing with this thing. Yes, right, yeah. right. Like there was some familiarity from her studies or something. Right. You know, that she knew where, you know, where they were and that, yeah, we can't mess with this too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, they move on. And then he hears well, yeah, he Kanan. Wants, yeah, he wants to save Kanan. He, he goes sees, running. He goes he running to Kanan, find Kanan's door. And, you know, and then he see, he recognizes, heck, I just saved Ahsoka. I can save Kanan so now. Which, now, obviously, he, why, that would be my first thing, too. Right. You know, that, but here's, here's where it gets so cool and why this was so well thought I know, out. I know, I know, I know. Oh, my gosh. I am erect. <laughs> am I not erect? <laughs> That's Gross. Okay, so he gets there I mean, and he sees him, and, and Ahsoka, oh, you know, Makes says sense. the obvious to him. She's like, "Yes, you might be able to save him, but the sacrifice he made saved you, and it saved it saved you know the rest of the crew." Yeah, if you pull him out, you, you all die. die. You, you die. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Which so, I love how she didn't say, "You might be dead," and then I don't know, fade while playing a guitar <laughs> and looking at a picture. I'm not sure. <laughs> playing she Earth just Angel. said, "You're." You, he saved you. If he doesn't save you, you're dead. Like right. she just uses on the spot logic, and I I love that. But I mean, but it was so well thought out that you know, again, you know, you assume in your brain. I know it doesn't necessarily have to be this way, but that they, you know, they did that that episode first where Kanan died. You know, there was enough forethought. You know, to say, okay, that he has to be in a situation where he cannot be pulled out. Yep. You know, and yep. oh man, it just gives me chills thinking yeah, about it. it. Literally, it, it it's was, hard to say that that this wasn't thought out. Yeah, and all these things are put together yeah. so well. It is so yeah, crafted, it's, is crafted yeah. so well. It's I, I dare I say it's Rowling esque. <laughs> yeah, very Rowling. much. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah at, at at a very deep level like that, and it's over you're multiple like, oh, episodes. Crap, you go over back and multiple watch seasons. Time, like, yeah. Holy crap! I didn't even. I have a feeling if I go back and start watching Rebels from the beginning, I'm going to have a few things. Oh where yeah. I go, Holy crap! Right. Yeah, yeah, just like with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. You reread them, and you're like, right. I did. Oh, how did I not? Oh my yes. gosh! Yes. Yes. Which, <laughs> and I hate to keep going back to the saga movies, but that's what's infuriating to me about the saga movies yeah. is that we don't have that kind of nope. those aha moments and those aha things that, nope. oh my gosh, listen to that, you know. And there is no reason why you can't. 
All you have to do is make directors work with people who actually understand the story. I get it. And and actually, we're going to get into some of that in rumors. But yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good episode. So we also yeah, get, we also get another. Uh, well, wait, wait, we didn't talk about uh, what happens when when Kanan or when Ezra agrees with Ezra. Ezra takes a duke <laughs> in his pants uh, when Ezra agrees with Ahsoka and doesn't save Kanan. He says his goodbyes. They start to walk away. Yeah, that's what I was going to get at. I was going to. Oh, okay. I was going right, to get a little, a little welcome back here, maybe, perhaps. Okay. okay. So, yeah, the, where you going? the Emperor pops up somehow. And I guess Jeez. this this may or may not tie into the Aftermath novels. Is it uh, hinted at the Emperor having some sort of secret temple underneath uh, Imperial City? That's right. So the Emperor pops up into one of the portals and starts talking to them. With a little like a little like Greek blue flame looking yeah. thing, like some and kind of Greek god thing. He uses Sith magic, which Welcome yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's that was great. that was pretty cool because it was clear that the Emperor couldn't do what they were doing. Yeah. So he was using some, and that's exactly Garrick. I you know I didn't finish the aftermath novels for reasons that I won't get into uh, for the billionth time, but. <laughs> It was clear that he was doing what he could do, but he couldn't do what he wanted to do because yes. he, 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 you know, he, he, he conjures up this blue flame, you know, from this like, you know, little pedestal next to him, which looks like a little Sith magic, right? A right. Cauldron or and, something, then, yeah, yeah. and then he's, and then he's <laughs> able to project the flame in at Ahsoka and Ezra, but he's, you look, it shows specifically his fingers come right up to the portal, but cannot pass yeah. through it. The flame I, can. He can't. I, I love the whole visual of that because Sith yes. magic in, in the books, uh, I mean, the most uh, graphic I can remember it described was in the Bane books when oh, yeah. uh, his apprentice Zana used the Sith magic and she would do an intricate pattern with her fingers and then speak some, uh, you know, strange dialect to Sithy. cause Sithy. this thing happen. And that's exact. I think, you know, obviously Filoni has read that. Because he nailed it from what well I read. Steeped. He nailed it like perfectly as as I had imagined Sith magic, just a mechanism of how yeah, to conjure it. Shouldn't, it. it shouldn't look like it's not Star Wars, but it shouldn't feel right. Yes. I mean, it's just like if you were to walk into a room and a bunch of people were condict, you know, con- like had a, you know, an animal cut open and they were trying to do some kind of blood magic in somebody's basement. Your first instinct would be, well, this is dumb. And your second instinct is, and it's wrong. There's something gross and weird about this, and I don't like it. You know what I mean? I think we have most of us have a human instinct that when we confront something, even if we know it's completely artificial, if there are people around who avidly believe in it, it can be pretty creepy, right? Yeah. And and that could be said of I'm, I'm using you know blood sacrifices, but that could be said of anyone not exposed to any religion, religious practice at all, and you see it for the first time right up close, and you're like, Ugh. well, it should feel like Star Wars, but it should feel wrong because Sith magic is a perversion of good. You know, it's a, yeah. it's 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 taking bad and manipulating bad to be even worse. Yes. And I love the fact that they use that imagery of like the the fire that he like is able to like pull from and stuff. We saw it was pretty heavy handed in the Clone Wars with the uh, the Night Sisters, right? Yeah, right. that's where I think we've seen the the thickest. But that's not really Sith magic, but it was. They're Sith. not they're not Sith, but there was our dark side users. Of the force. And, yes, yeah. right. And, uh, and, and a lot of people, I think a lot of people say, I'm a like total Star Wars fan, bro, have no idea that magic <laughs> is a part of Star sure, Wars, right? It is a, a manipulation of the force, but it's not something that Jedi just can instinctively right, do yeah. or learn. It's actually based on rites and rituals. Yeah. And the right. old canon very like, you'd have to be a special person in order to even do, attempt to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And even then, maybe not successfully, like there was only a certain bloodline or kind of kind of like how the we thought the force used to work. But yeah, I mean, that, that was cool. And just like what you're saying, he couldn't enter the, the portal. And this whole storyline is about the emperor trying to get access to this place, because if the emperor gets access to this place, it's it's over. Everything's mm-hmm. it's just done. Well, I mean, ultimately, Rebels is all about Lafal, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and exactly. why? What's so important about this planet they made up? Well, now we know. Yeah, because exactly. it was like it was a portal into this nexus right. that yeah. the emperor has wanted all along. Yes. Yeah, imagine did that, you read man. Thrawn? Why? What, what were? The, what did the, the empire moved in, and what did they increase on Lothal? Mining. Yep. Exactly. Now, yeah. now the justification is that they were mining all that metal that needed to be used for the Death Star project. That's what it's hinted at. But now you know that the emperor has the secret plan that nobody knows about. Only a handful of quote, non-military operations people to actually try to find a, the temple, this and, temple right. and ergo an entrance kills? into mm. and into a, a part of the force, a realm that will allow him to have complete control beyond space Over and time. time. Yeah. What? Oh. Holy yeah. shit. No, now when George Lucas says, well, Emperor Palpatine was like the most powerful Santa of all time, which is like, George, read your own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now I go, I look at that and I go, oh man, he almost was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to me, these two episodes were the, the climax of the entire rebel series. Absolutely. It really was. It was just like, this is what it's all been leading up to. This is what this story is all about. You know, you get all the fate put in all the, all the, all the actions kind of finally come to a head. And then the last two episodes are just kind of frosting on the cake. Yeah. I mean, these two episodes were amazing. Mm -hmm. Loved them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good stuff. So so were the wolves, the uh, guardians of the temple? Yeah. Yeah. That well, yeah. No, the the wolves ish. The wolves. I'm sorry. Yeah. The wolves. I mean, they're they're described in an earlier episode as as kind of guardians of Lafal. Yeah. In general, right. they're and they do that cool. They do another like f- fast travel thing that's different from the one they did before, wandering through the caves. And I missed it the first time because it cut to commercial and I wasn't looking. The second time I was paying attention, they're riding on their backs and they get into this tall grass and just sort of fade down into it. Like yeah. they're almost like they're going into an invisible. It's, they just turn hole. into. It's like they turn into wind. They, okay. They, well, they like they du- they actually duck down into the grass as if they're going into a hole that's not there, and it it's it's a really neat effect. Okay, so Corey, I gotta ask this because you've been the biggest um, critic of the of the wolves. I in, still think the wolves the were overplayed. Okay, but let me ask you this: does it does it help you digest it, swallow it any better that you know that they're more that they're unique to Lafal and its ecosystem and all they that? Stay that way. The answer is yes. It does help, but I do not trust all the writers to not try to suckle that same teat. But the the reason why I brought up the the question I asked was, you know, they were obviously an integral part of getting into the temple. Yeah, they They were were the portal. They were in the artwork. They became the portal. They were in the artwork, and then and then they were the guides. Basically, they were the guides. Just like they they were were the guardians. I think they even say at the well. I mean, in the artwork, they were the guides because they, you know. Well, not only did they physically yeah, guide them to the temple, too, yeah. but in the painting, they basically took them around the corner, basically, to yep. where the portal was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, and I'm okay with that. But what I just don't want to see is, first off, I don't want to see wolves anywhere else. <laughs> too late. I mean, if it's, unless it's on Lethal. <laughs> and I crate. really don't want to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, the crispy critters. The crispy critters. They were the guides. Mike, they were the guides. Yeah, they were. Do you see the danger that I'm talking about? <laughs> it's right there. They guided them to the exit, the portal, if you will, out of that yeah, right. tunnel wow. system. Wolves are good well, guides. 
And yeah, I'm afraid now guides. we're going to get like almost every planet's going to have some animal spirit guide that is the connection to that planet. And I'm kind of like, that's the force, right, dude. That's that, nature, it's a, bro. It's okay some it's of the nature, time, bro. but don't overstate it. Don't make this. It, un- it's a Patronus, man. It's Patronus. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, my man. <laughs> Ewoks. You think Give Ewoks were the, were the force guide? The Ewoks were the force guide on the Force yeah. Moon Endor? Yes. Yes. And no, actually, it was that little fa- that little speed bunny from the Ewok movie. <laughs> don't worry, dude. We're definitely not going to see it in the movies, at least not anytime soon. Because so. they don't like continuity. Every, I just am worried that every new, every new planet that's important in all the comics and all the books are all going to have some creepy that is the force guy do it and it's it's been done this isn't the first time it's been done it's the first time it's been done in this much detail well, but i well I, you want to know just, what my my only fears are the lack of exercising restraint you want to know what creatures i want to talk about ewoks space whales <laughs> well i'm glad you brought that up howie because in our next two episodes we might see some space whale squid things really yeah so uh fool's hope was the second or should I say the penultimate ultimate? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Episode mm-hmm. to uh, this Star Wars Rebels series. Um, so this episode is basically a build up to the last episode. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I mean, there was some cool parts in here. Uh, so we get some confrontation between uh, everybody that's been in the series ever. Yeah, they pretty much bring everybody <laughs> that's in. still alive i should say so everybody yeah. <laughs> kind of everyone that's still alive uh gathers yeah, we together and, we didn't get laurel and hardy back no, they're still headless they're, they're dead they're dead yeah yeah so everyone that comes together this is kind of uh filoni saying okay i'm wrapping up every loose end and possibly throwing in every possible old canon character i can i can get past the censors that's what yeah. i'm gonna do that's what these two episodes are about so yeah it was pretty cool i mean uh so I guess Here comes a Hondo. Yeah, you get Hondo helping out the ghost crew. You get uh, Ezra taking on kind of a leadership role a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah, you got a little little action with that. You when, got your callus. Get your callus. Yeah, you callus got your, you, you, got callus, your you got your chick, the, the, the like pseudo Mandalorian that would beaten up with fighting with Sabine a while back. Yeah. Her buddy from the Academy or whatever. Yep, you get you get You got back. your... You got your wolf squadron. Yeah. You get wolf yeah. and uh, the other, the, hey. the old, old uh, clones that were in that when previous episode. They went back and they landed and they were in a walker. Uh, <laughs> was I, am I wrong? But when the first episode they were in, was that walker a Clone Wars era? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. when they, so they <laughs> upgraded to the AT-AT. Yeah, well, in that yes. episode, they, awesome. they fought AT-ATs. So yeah. they must I guess have, the they, assumption they, is they took one they over. They took, took yeah. one over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember I, how they saw what they looked out the window and saw it? Like, look at that. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The views are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was a sweet touch. That and was now they've really got the cool. platform on an ATA. That was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, you get Visagos back in, and yeah, Dejago. Is it Visago? Visago. Visago. I always thought it was Dejago. Where am I getting that? Who knows? Uh, Someone will tweet me. Well, they're all doing battle <laughs> against uh, Governor Price because Thrawn has left the system for for a little bit to go plead his case to the Emperor about the. Defender Project. And she still knows her butt's in trouble for blowing up all yes. the Tide Defender. So she's like, fuel. wait, if I can bring these... Re-. So she gets a, a call from the former governor and it's like, hey, man, I can uh, turn my dudes in and uh, can come get them if you give me, like, immunity or whatever. 
So I missed that he was a former governor. I never picked that up when he was in it before. Yeah. 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 I never, now the, I want to go back and books. reread Thrawn to see how much he's in it. <laughs> he's in it a little bit. Uh, she yeah, kinda, yeah. But I never pictured him. So now I want to go back and reread it and picture him. Like in, in the in the book, he kind of comes off as a jerk, which I think is great because yeah. you kind of see his his uh, uh, evolution as a character kind of. Yeah. My, and my understanding is that being in prison is what changed him. So. Yeah. That, that would change somebody and being in yeah. kind of pseudo slavery as well. So, yeah, that was cool. So uh, obviously it's a huge trick and the rebels spring a trap and, and uh, prices, they, they capture price with the help of some space wolves. Yeah. The wolves yeah, get the fight. Lots wolves. of space wolf wolves fighting. <laughs> And Lots that, of like picking up stormtroopers in teeth and and throwing them against rocks and, then and what, other And then one of the coolest shots probably in the Rebel series with uh, yes, they ch- yes. they chase uh, Price and the stormtroopers chase the rebels into this dark cave. This is the one place where I was on board one hundred percent. All of a sudden, you see a lightsaber ignite, and you see um, Ezra standing there, and behind him, you see two glowing yellow eyes. Yeah, they give one him, of there's the a line like, oh, we have a for me. He's like, he's yeah. like something to the effect of like, not so fast, bitch. He said, "Where's your army?" Or, <laughs> yeah, where's your army now, or something, and or or your army is defeated, or something, something like that. And yeah, he's he says a pithy line, and then yeah, the yellow eyes on either side of his head. You know, glowing from behind him, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. So the wolves yeah. end up taking them all out, and then Hera and Hondo uh, end up getting in, into the system and landing. And that that was a cool scene <laughs> with the Hondo being Hondo as usual. That was pretty cool. Where he's like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I've done well, this. I still like Hondo. Hondo I know Petri hates Hondo. Hondo. I love Hondo. I like I love Hondo. He's dude. a great character. Yeah, like and then, you know, <laughs> I've done this many times. And remember, do not power up until the very last second. You know, and you're like, yes, I get it. How many have only I've only been hit been one, struck? two, three. Yeah. I've done well, this many times. Done this many times. <laughs> he starts counting them out. One, two. Three. I've done it many times. <laughs> you must trust Mondo. <laughs> yeah, that character is so great. Yeah, and then I love his little his little uh, buddy, his Ugnat buddy, who I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of. They're just, just call him Piggy. Piggy, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah basically he's a piggy. <laughs> <laughs> but they they're a great team. He squeals like literally. And <laughs> in the last episode, he even makes a reference to him being a pig. <laughs> yes, he does. That was a good gag. Yeah, that was uh, not good. to get too far ahead, but yeah, when. When they have a, the bit where he run the pig runs up, the Ugnaught runs up at Zeb, and he with his fingers steepled, and he launches him into the air, and of course you get Hanna going, ah, they do fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, ha. I was like, ah, he did it. He's a pig. He did it. You did the thing. Filthy, filthy pig. See, he did it without yeah. saying it. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. So they get at the end of the episode, they capture Price, uh, and they're going to take her back to the Imperial Center to blow it up. I mean, they need her access codes, but I like how they say you're gonna go, you're gonna, you're gonna turn everything over to us. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna say, "Oops, I screwed up." You're gonna, you're gonna completely surrender everything. And she goes, "I absolutely will not." And they get the wolf in her face, and she's freaking out. And he goes, "Or you could take us back as your prisoners." And blah blah. Like he makes their plan sound like such a better alternative. And it's like, you know, you have a <laughs> you have a wolf getting ready to eat her. You probably just could have started out with that. But I like how they give her the harder solution first. Yeah, like you're gonna give up everything. No, I won't. Okay, then you can just pretend that you're bringing back as your prisoner. And that's just such a better alternative with a wolf, a giant space wolf growling in her face. <laughs> so I, I liked that. I was like, I was like, that didn't even need to be that way, but it, it was fun. Yeah. So that, that's fun. a, it was a decent episode. A lot of action, not much happened again. It was just kind of a, 
a build up to uh up to the last episode here. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys ready for this? You guys, you guys ready it. for the last? You ready for this? The very last very episode ready. of do, 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 do. Oh. the very last episode of Rebels to ever premiere ever forever. Forever is a long time, guys, and we'll never see another Rebels in that time. So finally, we're at the peak here. Family reunion and farewell to Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got an hour-long mm-hmm. series finale episode, and the whole time Ezra <laughs> can't stop talking about how this lady snapped the neck of a chicken on the bus. <laughs> the whole time, yeah. the whole time, the whole just time. keeps talking. It's not a Sydney chicken. Freeman. It wasn't a chicken. It was a baby. It was a baby. I love how we've confused eighty percent of our listeners. <laughs> it's a mash <laughs> reference. Look it up. Me, I don't even know what you're mash. talking. Last read a book it was uh, mash spoilers <laughs> spoilers for mash read, read a book it was mash <laughs> read a coffee table episode compilation read a wiki page yeah so we get to the final episode and a lot of stuff happens they bring the price back to the main imperial center and they're gonna blow it up but they're not in time because Thrawn's back baby dun, dun, dun. Thrawn! just as they're getting they recall all the Imperials back into the dome, which is apparently a launchable thing. <laughs> yeah, protocol. You know that because there's four of them just randomly placed around the planet, all facing galactic up, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's suddenly there's a bunch of them with the Star Destroyers in orbit. So I guess that's to justify that they are spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. just like the Trade Federation, my man. Uh, yeah, they recall yeah. all the Imperials back and lock them inside because they're going to launch it and blow it up, except for... Thrawn shows oh, up. Oh, yeah. They, a little too late. In that chimera of his. Yeah. And he sends his buddy Rook to go uh, disable the shield generator so mm-hmm. they can't. Yeah. Uh, they can't yeah, put the, the planet, I guess, a citywide shield to protect from a bombardment that Thrawn's yeah. about to. So do. I was sitting there going, hey, man, we got all your people in here. Thrawn pulls a Thrawn and goes, yes, thank you very much. Now I can destroy the city without worrying about killing any of my people. And Ezra's like, oh, crap. Oh, I did not think of that. Did not think of that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Shouldn't have Should done, that. done that. That was a better strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's Leave Thrawn alone, Corey. Leave Thrawn alone. Yeah, so they, they of course now the, the Rebels crew has to get back and uh re- turn on the shield again so they can This was a long the, uh, episode, wasn't it? 45 <laughs> minutes. It was a really long 45, episode. 45, 44 are we, are we to the end yet? <laughs> uh, Just started. Yeah, man. Come on, man. Either way, uh, yeah, the bombardment happens and, and Ezra immediately surrenders yeah. in order to stop all the innocent but that, people. But that was a cool shot because he was going to surrender, but they're like, no, no, don't do it. And he's like, okay. And then he's you can see him not kind of like nonverbal communicate with Chopper. Chopper's like, yeah. I get it. I got you, bro. So he opens a hat mm-hmm. in the ceiling, uh, hatch in the ceiling, so Ezra can jump through it. And Sabine. funny that you, funny though that you brought up Chopper. I would like to point out that we finally found out who voices Chopper. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I've heard this, but I don't know. Dave Filoni, yep. Filoni's Dave, was huh? the voice of Chopper, and it was only revealed as part of the final episode. Yeah, nice. Anyway, got sorry. his own. It's got his own uh, credit page, just him mm-hmm. on it. So that was cool. Yeah. So yes, and then Sabine's in on it, and she's like. Just the nonverbal communication in a cartoon is amazing. 
Just you can, yeah, you there's can, a lot of looks. Yeah, given. you can you can tell what's you going what? on. That that takes me back to like one of the very first episodes, and I think that's one of your comments, Corey, was that yes, it this, was. This cartoon was amazing in in the fact that just the eye movement, facial expressions, everything. I mean, they was did just, a lot of things that Clone Wars did that annoyed me, like over sweeping, grandiose yeah, emotions, sure. but they but also put the subtle. I stuff was going to say there was a lot of subtlety that that Clone Wars didn't have. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we, and that all the way through to the end, like mm-hmm, you're saying, yep. it was just it was just like eye communication between Ezra and yep. and Sabine, and it's like okay, yep, all right, I know what you're doing. So she steps in and and runs interference for him. Yeah, she literally distracts everybody so he can sneak out the back and go surrender. Yeah, so he does surrender and goes aboard the Chimera, and lo and behold, it's the Emperor or a dun, dun, hologram dun. of the Emperor. I tell you though, but, he meets with, well, he meets with Thrawn first, and Thrawn yeah. says, "I got we, yeah, you know, you got to meet my my wingman," and takes him down to meet Shivi Palace. But I got I watched this a second time after watching all the way through with my kid. I watched actually for like four or five episodes last night. I let her stay up late because she got really into it, and wanted to finish. And things started happening. She was paying like uber attention because she knew that it was going to be over. Mm-hmm. And she gets into Thrawn's. They get into Thrawn's office, and she goes, "What are those things behind him?" And I'm like, "Child." If you want me to describe to you what Isal and Mary are, we're going to need a lot more time than just a quick pause of the show. So we'll talk about it again. So now all her bedtime stories, she wants me to just tell her about rando Star Wars. Things. Oh, that's, that's awesome. a big win. Yeah, that's good. Thanks stuff. to Isal and Mary. That's good parenting there go. right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so he takes to me old Sheevy Palps, and, uh, but it, it's like a younger version uh, yeah, I love it's like pre 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 window fry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this, this, this and I love that he was in like white robes and everything. <laughs> I mean, he really whited himself um, up. And yeah, which hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't recognize me as the man who tried to fry you with blue fire yesterday. <laughs> well, that was a previous episode, but that wasn't me. That was another guy. I swear, uh, totally different dude. <laughs> this works every time. <laughs> so yeah, it's he, kind of fun hearing Ian McDermott as pre fry palps. <laughs> yeah, it was again. It's really. It good. was nice hearing Ian McDermott in that role as opposed to the. I mean. Yeah, no offense to the guy, yeah, that did it, but but hearing the hearing the actual, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that was cool. And then he, this is the part that that was kind of like really cool to me, is uh, the emperor had pulled up a lot of the old temple that was on Lethal and put it on Theron's ship, and it was kind of this corridor. And at the end, uh, there was I don't know if it was a force projection or maybe some sort of trick. I don't know, but it was Ezra's parents. And I love how we never found out. Even yeah. my kid was asking, is sure. this a trick? Right. Is this a trick? And I'm going, I'm going, I don't know. You never know. Or with, did he figure out a way to, or, you know, to use the world between worlds and I, get him back? I to, will say the portal didn't look anything like the portal no, in the didn't. world between worlds, but it did look like a portal from the inside looking but you out. Know what, yeah. You know what I love is that we're, we're uh, we talking about it. We yeah, it's like, you, oh, how cool. great is it that we don't know? <laughs> That's great. Yes. It is, there are actually things that are, it's fine not Be, to tell us. Because the nice, the cool. Because, because Ezra didn't know either. Well, the cool thing about it was that we got not only Ezra's perspective looking at his parents, but we yes. also got the parents' perspective, perspective looking, looking at back him. at him. Yeah. So your idea oh. is, okay, this is probably <laughs> real in some way. Right. And, Ooh, and what, chills. I love that. And it's, yeah. uh, my, my whole theory was, you know, Palpatine knows that Ezra can access the world between worlds. And to, mm-hmm. to Palpatine. I this all for you. Palpatine, to Palpatine, that makes him the biggest threat in the galaxy. Yes. He can just go to when, I don't know, Palpatine was a little baby, pull him out and chuck him 
into yeah, the see, void. I, didn't even, back I in. didn't even think of it that way. That yeah. that's why he wants Ezra. Oh, yeah. he wants Ezra because For that. he might have already known using Sith magic to look into the world between worlds. Maybe there's some way that he's actually seen that Ezra is at some point could be able to do that. Could be they able could do to do the same thing. You know, back. The, the cool Dude, is your skin not peeling right off your no, body man, right it's, now. It's awesome. My because, face is awesome. melting. Well, if you think about it, it's the same lie he told Anakin too. Yep. Because remember, Anakin, you know, oh, we can, we can keep your, you can keep Padme from dying. We can do it. And then yep. after he he turns and she's dead and everything else. You know, it's like, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We don't really <laughs> we'll know how later. to do it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's just trying to keep everybody under his thumb. That's yep. the, that's oh, the thing. Oh. And this is the, like, like, think about, like, Ezra in Palpatine's eyes is probably the biggest threat he ever foresaw. Sure. It's the, like, Luke, Vader, yeah. nothing. Ezra was probably now a bigger threat from Palpatine's point sure. of view than anybody yeah, else ever was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Having access to all time. Oh. And it's not because Ezra was such a badass. It's because Ezra had a connection that he had and a purpose that he had to serve. Right. And that is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So much yeah. better. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you got Ezra sitting there in the moment where his parents are just beyond that little fog, beyond the veil, if you will. Yeah, and basically. and he says, and he's sitting there, and he he's tempted, and he reaches over, and he's touching the little panel. Apparently, it's like an activation switch or something, I on and off switch to the world beyond worlds. But um, he, and he says, he says, mom and dad, you'll always be with me. Meaning, he's already made a decision. First words out of his mouth, you know, he's not going to do it. And inside, past that fog, they turn one arm around each other, and they look at him, and they get the biggest. Pride smile. Oh, yeah. So he's getting chills yeah. right now. Like I am, dude. I got look at look at I've got the gifts pimples. I've got gifts pimples. Yeah. Um, like he like they turn and they smile because maybe in some way, whatever time there, Mike's actually getting his he's getting misty. I'm seeing it in his eyes. Um, like whatever time they're in, whether it's before you know, before they died or some alternate thing or what whatever they are, yeah, enough of that real consciousness exists that even though they're calling him to dinner, when they hear him when they hear him make that tone saying that he's never going to see them again they know that it's for the right reasons they're conscious enough to know what's actually happening that they feel proud of him and they turn and they smile this loving parental like it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay and as he as he makes the decision he says his piece and he throws his hands outward and the temple walls just explode and the door is destroyed and it turns into smoke you hear the last words they'll ever say which is Ezra we love you yeah so good oh my god I'm getting ready to start crying like a dang baby right now Mike's got tears in his eyes I don't know what's going on how he's blinking a lot I'm just like I was both times I watched and I'm gonna watch it again holy shit I'm gonna watch it again you know, I just loved the the panic on Palpatine too. He starts panicking. No, yeah, and, and, and immediately his whatever he's doing to make himself look like not yeah. Palpatine, it starts <laughs> right. short circuiting, and he's right. zipping back and forth between Sidious and Palpatine. Yeah, like crap, I didn't plan for this. <laughs> yeah, I did not plan for this. And, and that's they, amazing. And it, without being cliche, without being like, oh, this kid's bad enough to beat the Emperor. He didn't beat the Emperor. He beat his own temptation. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The Emperor wasn't so that's even how there. You beat the, Emperor. the Emperor was not even there. He was just a projection. Not like a Luke projection, like a hollow projection. Of those la- of of the last two episodes, I mean that to me that's the most impactful scene. Yeah, absolutely. Of the series, that's yeah. the yeah. most impactful yep. scene to me. It was pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, for some reason I felt like I was so emotionally entwined with Emperor. that. Although it was somewhat like a Luke projection because he made himself look 
the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a technical <laughs> thing behind that. It could be a technical could, thing. Could be. But yeah, you're right. Well, it's, they made it seem like there was because there were. That's kind of a little nice tie in, I mean, as far as that goes. Yeah. Continuity. And props to Filoni for making Ezra's decision like real. Like, I was like, oh. He could he really do even this. Waffle. I don't. He didn't waffle. Yeah. Like there was a look on his face, like because he was like looking at his parents for the first time in years, and so there was this look of love and despair and worry on his face. But he never actually waffled. As soon as he started talking, the decision was made. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Holy nuts! So the so the we haven't even gotten to the epilogue yet. I know. So, so the Not rest well, of the episode sure. before the epilogue is just kind of like, yeah, stuff happened. You know, there was and the, was it Wedge or was it the other kid? They're like, oh, Ezra gave me a mission. It wasn't Wedge. It was it was, it was Matt it was a, something. Or other. Yeah, yeah. So and he's like, oh, Matt. Ezra gave me a secret mission, guys. Come on, Wolf Squad. So this is the the weirdness of the episode, which <laughs> the greatness of the episode. Helps me overlook the weirdness. The weirdness of actually the just becomes just becomes okay. Yeah, that is, instead of really the loose ends they were tying up. <laughs> well, if you if you thought space wolves was a bit much, well now we've got, I love this. Now part. we've got space whales. I didn't mind it at all. These are from so the, I, loved what it. Was, I absolutely love it. What a, a season ago or something? There was an episode. Like, where we have like at least two episodes, two or three episodes right. that had the space whales. Right. In. There was one in the first season. Oh I yeah, Hare hated those but things. Then, yeah, Hera hated the man. She was pissed at those <laughs> things. Which actually, the space whales have precedence in the old in the old legends. So yes, there's. I mean, they they they're exist similar and, to something right, that was that in the happened. Old right. Yeah. So um. So they're back, and and if you remember Ezra, his specialty in the Force is being able to communicate, communicate with, animals. with animals. And so he's got this connection with them, and this other mission that he sends this other guy to on. go send off a signal right. with Wolf Squadron to fly up in the Ghost right. high above the battle and send out so, on, on on Channel Zero. And what well, nobody uses that anymore. Right. So right when everything seems lost and the and the rebels are about to lose, the space whales and, come and, in and, yeah, and save and Thrawn's, the day. <laughs> Thrawn's on the Star Destroyer bridge holding a gun on Ezra, a blaster. Suddenly, <laughs> space whales start popping out of hyperspace. Yeah, well, that was before the he had a, a yeah. communication with somebody. Yeah, there was a, well, it, when it happened. started happening, he wanted a report, and so he demanded that they get somebody on the comms to give a report from higher up in orbit. And who was that individual? Gary? Oh well, I'm glad you asked because we got a new character or a, a old character returning. It was Captain Paleon. What? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's dead now. Paleon, Paleon himself. He was the back. Man. He was back. Oh, man. Wow. He's been there the whole time. Yes. Dude, the cool thing is, you know, we thought that that hope was lost because, because of how redone when we, when we saw three, yeah, when Thrawn came back in and he had there was a second in command or something like that. Yeah, no, I we don't thought know. that it's was going to be 30 years prior to a right, and it ended up being some other guy. And we're like, oh, yeah. oh man, why did they give him a mustache if he wasn't oh. going to be paling on? <laughs> so we got, I mean, it's we just, heard just the voice mentioned of Captain Palin goes, yes. oh, there's a bunch of get Yeah, dead. It was kind of like, well, we, we assume, but now, yeah, like, you know, now actually, Imperial no. troops have entered the base. Imperial troops have entered the. It's <laughs> funny that you mention that because actually Dave Filoni is Filoni. on record now yes, saying that Paleon survived that oh, battle. Good. He, well, he said 
he believes Paleon has more stories. To yes. Tell. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of that unofficially, a lot but of those pretty officially people on alive. the ship have survived. Yeah. Well, there's uh, you know, what happens after that is that the space whales just start like freaking playing like the Harlem Globetrotters on a bunch of like, yeah. you know, you heard a bunch music of, in the background. Yeah. There's like a bunch of a bu- they were dunking on a bunch of toddlers with like deformities. I mean, they just were just <laughs> wow. smacking the Imperials around. Ripping the ships apart with their heads. Not sure why you went there, but so okay. long. Long story short, though, they beat up the Empire. Well, and then the tendrils reach in and grab onto Thrawn, and you can tell that uh, Ezra is communicating with them, and they all start glowing. Mm-hmm. And Hera's like, "You know well, what happens when they glow, Ezra? You got to get out of there." You, and well, like, and Thrawn said something kind of kind of interesting. He says, "You know, whatever happens to me happens to you." Yeah, because there ain't no transparasteel on those viewports <laughs> no more. And they're all charged up and you're ready to hop out. And Ezra, they're just, they're giving Thrawn the full body throat hug. Yeah. So this, this goes <laughs> uh, back to what the Bindu, what Bindu said to Thrawn back in the yep, previous season hentai. about his, his demise or whatever. It's like yeah. uh, in many cold arms encircling. And of course he's in space by whale me. arms. Yep. They're space whale arms. Yep. And so I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that Thrawn's dead. Well, I don't think he thing. is. It, he's in the room with Ezra. And the, the, you know, the, they all jump out into hyperspace and every Imperial ship at that point is gone. And they're able to actually, the rebels go, let's launch the command center and right. let's blow it up. Yep. And, and at do. that point, all the of day the, is saved. all of the natives are cheering in the streets. There's a couple of really cool ships that are reminiscent of the Falcon of the ghosts flying low over the streets and everybody's cheering. Yeah. Those were straight up cinematic. They were beautiful they were shots. Oh, very so Return good. of the Jedi. Of yes. Yeah. Very re- like the end of Return of the Jedi. Mike, stop crying. You've got to get this <laughs> under control. Um, but it was, it was just really, yawning really a lot. cool. <laughs> and then the crowds, like the crowds also taking up arms. There's a handful of stormtroopers left and they're like, uh-uh, you're done here. Right. Right. And, uh, and that's all really cool. Uh, I still don't know. What happened with the big explodey parts of the ship? But I, everything was fine. <laughs> no, they, 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 they blew, blew it up generally. over the ocean or the water. Yeah, they blew oh, it up over right. the they ocean. They made sure. Then they find a, they find a message from Ezra, and Ezra fish. Ezra has like last words for everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah, he left a he left a, a, a dear diary message to everybody. You know, in the event of my demise, and Sabine basically he leaves a message for Sabine that she can't figure out, and she's like, "That's right. Oh gosh, I'd already forgotten." Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "What you know, was it? You'll know where to, you know what to do." Basically, that's what he says. Yeah. And so, I mean, the my assumption is is that they, you know, the they're on that uh, star destroyer. The the space whale shoots them through hyperspace. My belief is somewhere. My yeah, and my I mean, I love it because it sets it up perfectly to that Thrawn story continues. He's out in the outer, you know. I would like to point out. I don't know if anybody noticed this. The unknown regions. When Ezra is on the Star Destroyer bridge and Thrawn has a blaster on him, I feel remiss not to talk about this before the space whales show up, or maybe as stormtroopers are busting in behind him and he's holding Thrawn with the Force. And the stormtroopers bust in behind him. He turns around. He pushes them back with the Force. And while he's telling Hera that he knows what he has to do and they have to just move on without him, he is in the exact same position that Kanan stood in when he made his sacrifice. And I, I, I have to point that out because if people miss that, they need to go back and watch it. It is exactly the same position he's standing in while telling Hera that she has to, you know, <laughs> move on. And Hera's like, on. dang it, yeah. I, I don't think Thrawn yeah. is dead because... No, I don't, I don't either. I, I, he's too good of a character to bring back and then just kill. Yeah. But, 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 but I do believe perfectly to have whoever brings him back 
he has to have gone through a massive transformation. He has to have a whole new origin story of like what what he's gone through in the interim. In my yeah. opinion, this back, is what Thrawn anyway. wanted anyway. There's still yeah, yeah right. Could be because well, yeah. the emperor he wanted probably to go shut back down to the, his, the unknown his, regions, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the emperor yeah, shut yeah, down his program, so he wants to get back out there to protect his. Protect that was always his goal. Yeah, that yeah. was always his goal to get back to his people. And that might be exactly what happens. But I want that back. So I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to throw but I love that come into a room and go. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. But that's wonderful that there's mystery, and I believe that we're going to see Ezra again. And I, I there's love a that, good reason to believe that. I love yep. that it's he, unknown how we're going to see him come even back. Says too. in his in his death note, you know, that he left for him. Mm-hmm. He even says, "I can't." You know, I look forward to coming home. Zeb, you can have the top bunk back for now. Yeah. Like he says, I right. like. I look forward to coming home. Yeah. And then all that happens, and probably the greatest thing that none of us expected. Yep. Oh my gosh! <laughs> nobody does. Never. Well, yeah, nobody died. Other, you know, after well, uh, other than other there than was uh, there the was a clone trooper. Oh yeah, that one died. of the clones yeah. died. Right. Um, oh, who cares about having Rook, Rook died. You know, there's more of them. <laughs> Don't forget Rook. <laughs> yeah, Rook died. Rook, yeah. Rook got uh, fried. Rook, Kentucky fried Rook. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper got. Choppered. He got toasted, but he we know yeah. he's good. Okay, he was, so yep. we have this epilogue that epilogue. nobody expected, man. No oh, one. I expected. I word for not. word, I did. Never. <laughs> not, like, not, only, not only did I not expect an epilogue, I did not expect a post-return of the yes. Jedi. Yes. Yes. I know. Yes. I know. What? We've been talking about who's going to survive the show. But, well, we know Harris survives, and we know Chopper is still around because right. we saw them there. And then there's that uh, you know Force of Destiny thing where where Hera was there, uh, like uh, the Battle of Hoth or whatever. I don't know. So it's beautiful, man. So it was yeah, beautiful. You know, Harris Harris survives the you know the Battle of Endor. And this is the first thing was Sabine's up by Sabine. Sabine's up in Ezra's right. old hangout tower, right? right? And she's looking over at the city, which we had just seen like new haircut, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> my just kid a, had a lot of comments about that. That shot for shot was uh, from season the one. First ep- yeah, first yeah, the episode first episode of where. Yeah, and then it, but instead of uh, instead of uh, Ezra, it's Sabine sitting there, yeah. and she looks back at the city, and the city is not just a few low buildings like it was. It's yeah, now it's like up, like, like the Emerald freaking city. Emerald City, but in white, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, and everything is thriving. And she says the Empire never Ivory did city. return to Lothal. Why? See, this plays into back what I was telling you about yeah, how there was a the whole setup in Thrawn about it being a mining operation. Temple's gone. They built another Death Star. They're going to need more metal. But guess what? The Emperor has no use for it anymore. It sets up everything at Lothal was because Palpatine needed that power. And and maybe, maybe to a greater effect, he might not even know that, that Ezra is gone. He might think Ezra is still there. And he's like, Ooh, don't want to mess with that. (laughs) Could be. The empire never came back because there was no longer that power for the empire, for the emperor to get that. No one else knew about Thrawn didn't know about it. Nobody knew about it except for that little, you know, that one buddy who, for all we know, is either buried under the desert or he survived and he's actually in the scene of Return of the Jedi when all the purple-clad dudes are standing there in the throne room. <laughs> that could be that so, one of those so guys. So, basically, long story Malcolm short, Hera, you know, Hera and Chop survived the Battle of Endor. Sabine just kind of hangs out. They it all sounds survived like. the Battle of Endor, whether they were there or not. Well, yeah, but... Everybody's but, still around! Everybody's yep, still around. That's great. But what I'm, what I'm saying is she gives everybody's story. Um, oh, this you is know, Zeb, such a good Zeb ending. and Callus go off and... There's a reconciliation between them, which I thought was nice. Well, you know, we had the Enemy Mine episode, Zevin Callis, was one of the first episodes that I went, okay, wait, this show's going deeper. 
Right. Very that deep. one clued me in. I was like, I, and I, I was kind of getting on the fence and I turned a corner with that episode. And that's where Callus reveals that he was the one that made the call or did the thing that killed off all of Zeb's people. Right. Zeb, who secretly knew that they're not dead. There was or, like a genocide of some sort yeah. of, of Zeb's people. And those two were in the episode you're referring to. Those two were stuck together mm-hmm. in a cave. Then they ended up having to work together to get out. Yeah. And that was kind of Callus's turning point. Yeah. That's where he started questioning everything he'd you know, done. And that's what I loved about it, too, because there's that there's always, you know, in old Star Wars, it was always just assumed rebels, good guys, empire, bad guys. But this was a great example mm-hmm. of people in the empire believing they're doing good things. Yeah, except half of the rebels characters were defected Imperials, but you never find that until the books and stuff <laughs> sure. later on. But General but Nadine, Callus, you know. I loved Callus's character <laughs> because he's one of those guys who thinks, hey, I'm bring, helping bring order to the galaxy. But mm-hmm. then he sees thing after thing that just just. Doesn't he add up. Questions his soul. Yeah, he's like I. Mm. So here he, you know, he's not he turns so callous after all. get it. You get it. So he turns that corner, but then he's carrying the guilt name. of what he'd done with him. Right. And here in this epilogue, it's revealed that Zeb takes him and says, "Hey, check it out. They're still alive. You right. didn't kill them, and and also." We can totally go live with them and you'll be welcomed. And and here's the fun thing. Naturally, p- the present being what it is, everybody's ship, you know, or a lot of people were shipping. I did. Now, oh, Seb yeah. and Callus, they're, I already have they're, a few you know, fanfics out they're there. They're boning and they're a couple oh. and they're in love. Yeah, dude, that's hot. And, and it, no, when, there was, there was, a, there was a, some, you're right. There yeah. was like a Twitter thing and about that's, this. That's why he's allowed to be with the no, rest of them. And this is a nice aside and we might as well hit this now. I know, I do. I because do. somebody brought this up to Filoni Oh, was that your intention and this and that and everything else? And Floney goes, eh, if that's what you want to believe, that's cool. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, yeah, no exactly. Uh, I mean, and it's it's exactly I what we it. it's exactly what we've been saying. We wish that JJ and Lucas well, and, and Ryan Johnson. Up. Right. You don't need to explain yourself to everybody. Right. And so and so Filoni says, I have no problem if He's that's like, how I people love, are interpreting it. He, he goes, basically said, I love also, that people interpret things, you know, yeah, their own he goes, ways. He goes, take it however you want. I mean, he goes, it's also important that we're trying to bring back this concept that men can have deep like true meaningful like, relationships, meaningful relationships right. with each other outside of like the kind of normal macho bravado. And it doesn't and necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be defined one way or right. the other. Yeah. So if you want to interpret it that way, that's great. I love the it's fact like a that hobby people relationship. are doing that. And it was, it was such a perfect yeah, answer. Right. It was like, you know, you know, it was Doc Brown at the end of Back to Future 3. The future is what you make of it. So make it a good one. Yes. That's what I felt like uh, yeah. Filoni no, was doing. You're right. And I immediately texted you guys and I'm like, you know, or, you know, yeah, I, right. can we saw, get yeah, Filoni the article and, yeah, to, no, to I mean, get it's, the other directors to, yeah, to start behaving it, this way? It's just, it's still amazing to me that, I mean, Dave Filoni, man, I mean, he is, he's the embodiment of which of what I wish could happen with the saga films. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know? notice, you notice the tweet that went out about John, when John Favreau, uh, they were announcing that he's going to be doing the show. Right. And we put out a tweet that said, you know, Hey, John Favreau, please go become besties with <laughs> yeah. Dave Filoni. Listen Talk to, to everything he says, except when he talks about wolves. <laughs> <laughs> True. Or do <laughs> truth. <laughs> he needs more wolves. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yes, I feel like I everyone who comes on board to helm a Star Wars project should have to mandatorily have social time with Dave Filoni. Well, I meaningful think, deep social time. I think personally, I think that they should. Anybody that comes on to do anything Star Wars needs to meet not only with Dave Filoni but also Pablo. Yeah, I think it, it's mandatory that they meet with those two guys. Yep. Pablo for the intellectual yeah. information side right. of it, and Filoni for the like the emotional the story, understanding. Of yeah, it. right. The the under 
the undercurrents and yep the feels. absolutely man yeah i agree so moving on from that also okay. in the epilogue so then we 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 hear sabine's story right and essentially she comes to the understanding that the message that um that ezra left for her was hey come find me well hold on you we, missed we one something we skipped a big one. Oh, go ahead Sorry. uh this isn't even a welcome back <laughs> this is a whole new world <laughs> apparently humans in twi'leks can have babies. Yeah, oh, yes, they can. Right. Sorry, I totally oh, can. Can. Yeah. <laughs> I am so amazed by this reveal that I can't even figure out what old old curmudgeon me would think of it in terms of, wait a minute, what? I, yeah. What? I, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. yeah when right, did that right, happen? Kinda. I know, we've never heard of, of hybrid people in no, all of I mean, Wars. when did the physical act of making... Okay, okay. <laughs> it's when they kissed. That's oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, when never a kiss a Twilight. a Twilight kiss. That's how it was. <laughs> you see, after Kanan died, she was really lonely, and this really large white wolf snuck into her bunk. <laughs> oh, no. His name was Doom. Oh, can, I ship, can I ship the wolf? He just and, kept looking at her. Can I, can I ship them? Can I do that? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to understand. But I mean, we don't necessarily know that that's Kanan's child. But no, it is. It it's about the right it's age. It's officially it, Kanan's you know, child. It's well, she child. she said something that really made it pretty. According to Wookie, well, the name not clear, according to Wikipedia, it's uh, okay. Kanan's. So apparently, they did kiss. It's just all the on-screen kisses didn't work until the last one. But either the, either they kissed before or there was like a little Sleepy Lake Who play or something like, I don't know. But apparently they, they did uh, bump the perverted the uglies. Yeah, they did the horizontal mambo. They, you know, they uh, they they took the sausage to the cannoli. Mm-hmm. They, and, uh, and he has green hair. They, <laughs> yeah, he's got like green hair and a little bit of green in his skin. So what's his name, his Corey? His name is... Jason, yeah, it is. Cindula. Oh, well, and you know how yeah, that's I missed spelled? that. I totes missed J-A-C-E-N. it. J A C E N. Hell yeah, it is. Well, at least, at least, man, yeah, well, Filoni. Uh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. The name Jason. And he's a Jedi, and he's an effing Jedi. Most likely, no, she. That's the yeah. thing that you got to think about. We've got another Force user, baby. And he's Jason. Hmm. We may actually have Jedi Jason. After I, I love this because this is Filoni like rubbing his hands together, thinking, "Okay, this is the last yep. episode. I gotta chuck yeah, I every like I brought back, legend I brought thing back I possibly can." <laughs> you know, what I, mean? oh. I brought back Imperial key cards. I brought back this little thing. Yeah, I after the, what's the biggest fu thing I can bring back in well, a weird way since that they, the fans would well, appreciate? Yeah, he since was like after us- the last Jedi, he's like, "Oh, you named him Ben? Sweet Jesus." <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's, what, this Force Awakens. that's yeah. what I was just going to say. Awakens. Force Awakens yeah, gave Force us Awakens. Ben Solo. He's like, fine, I'll give you Jason Sundula. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or is it Jason Jarrus? <laughs> it was Sundula. Or Jason Jarrus. Jason, Jason, Jason Doom. Jason Doom. I, uh, that was a really, f- that was a fun reveal. All right. So then, and then Sabine, of course, again, comes to realize that her mission was to actually trudge out and find. Ezra, mm-hmm. and after all this time, to I mean, our surprise, five six years have passed. Apparently, seven years. apparently, uh, Ahsoka has emerged from the world between worlds. Well, she wasn't in the world between worlds. She went, just went back to the temple uh, Mount, on Malachor. Yeah, Malachor. Well, she and Sabine have hooked up now, and, and also are, you know you'll notice uh, Sabine or up, uh, right? Ahsoka's yeah. outfit. Yes, holding a white staff and dressed completely in a white flowing robe, not unlike the daughter in the Mortis Gods. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I've heard it described as also the mm. robes that Luke was wearing 
Last Jedi. Shut up. No one likes you. <laughs> the, formal the, robes. Oh, she was going to kill her. Her suicide robes. No, they weren't at all. But, yes. What's her yep. big But she staff, was carrying thing. a white staff. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, well, she's huh. no longer Ahsoka the Gray. See? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's it. Why. That's more true you than you think. You go to the world between worlds. Yeah, I know. You go to the world between war, war of the world. Go to the world between worlds and you come back uh, changed. As a Gandalf Okay, so amazing app, right? Yeah. Balrogs. That's what they used to call me. So is Vader a Balrog? <laughs> yes. Nice. Absolutely. Confirmed. Yeah. Canon. Mm-hmm. So that Welcome that back. whole epilogue was incredible. That was a that was so much more than I ever. No one ever gives us a, the funny thing. We're sitting here praising the stuff they don't tell us. But yet, when a show ends, you've got to let us know what heavy can't go. Oh, it was a snow globe. Who knew? <laughs> you've got to tell us something. About these people that these characters we've been, we've become invested in, and what this show said was that they're around. There could be more stories around them, and there's definitely a big story here. I do going to happen. In I some do love form. that man. Yeah. I mean that you know really there was only one you know death with Kanan, and you almost had to have that. But I'm glad they I didn't kill know, everybody off. Although although did you I guys think know who was babysitting Jason Sindula during the battle uh, at the end of Rogue One? Chopper. I mean, it would be really dangerous. Yeah, maybe he was still back at uh, a... Yeah, <laughs> Chopper okay, turned into a that. nanny droid. Yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> he had a little silicone teeth that although, pops out. Right, right there, when Zeb made that leap, did you think for a second this is when he's going to die? I did. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, that's how they played it up. Because, you know, yeah. like, some of us guys are really crazy. And he's like, all right, and, you know... Yep. Goes and makes the big gigantic leap, and I love it's like it was very similar to the awesome force jump that uh, Ezra had done in the previous episode with his lightsaber when you were fighting the stormtroopers back at the base, uh, the rebel base there. And it was very similar, but he had to come down because he's not a force. He had to come down and do like a like a bounce. He like came down and do like a, like a repounce to keep going, and I'm just like that. It's so good because it adds that little bit of variation. Like he's not a Jedi; he's just a dude with like legs that are jumpy <laughs> you know what i mean and so he comes down and he does that strong rebound and just comes and just nails rook right he in rolls the chest. 10d and jump yeah can, that was that was a really he tight jump, shot jump good mm-hmm. semi jack reference i was totally ready for him to die but when they went over the corner of that thing and you didn't see them die i'm like oh no they're still alive yeah. we're gonna see more of them in a minute so yeah good stuff but yeah i just want to uh put in here that uh sancho panda sent, sent me a, a youtube of the after panda panda it's Sancho, pa- Sancho Panda. Panda Baba uh, sent me a YouTube Baba, video of yeah. the after, kind of the after Q&A with Dave Filoni after this uh, final episode premiere. And Donald Faison showed up from Scrubs ah, fame. Yeah. Uh, when, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter what we're talking about or what the story is going to contain, but if it has the phrase Donald Faison shows up, I'm <laughs> Apparently he's yeah. like a gigantic Rebels fan. Cause he, oh, he really? well, he's a huge Star Wars fan. The whole thing on the show was not acting. Like he, Lando, that's Lando. When Billy D. Williams was oh, at the hospital right. in Scrubs, and he keeps calling him Lando. It's Lando. So he 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 gets the microphone. And he's like, "Yo, Filoni." So we're gonna have that Sabine and Ahsoka arc, right? That's the next. That's the next cartoon, right? It's like not even a question. Dang, <laughs> he's just, dang, it's like when's that coming? When's that coming out? And Filoni's kind of cagey, and he's like, "Well, I can't really say anything, but that would be oh. a good story. I could say that. I'm not. Oh. I'm not kidding. That'd be a Donald really Faison. good story. 
Donald Faison is like in my top three celebrities I would want to hang out yeah. with. Yeah, just he, his enthusiasm was his, amazing. Yeah, his, his energy is just so because he would not let Filoni off the hook. He's like, "Come on, man, just tell us what's the next cartoon coming out." Nice. So great. if you get a nice. chance, you know, look that up on YouTube. I'll, I guess I'll try I, I like to imagine that you know the few times a year where him and Zach Braff get together, hang out, and post a bunch of pictures on Instagram. Half the day is him telling him all the stuff Star Wars that he's seen, and <laughs> Zach Braff's just kind of like, at first he's into it, but after all, he's like, okay. Uh, actually, right. I think I, actually, checking I think his watch. He and Zach Braff hate each other. I don't think they like each they other. They get together and hang out all the time. Dude. I kid. I kid. That's not sacred Son, ground. I kid. I'm That's kidding. sacred ground. Don't I be being. So, that was. <laughs> Did you guys cool. listen to the uh, closing credits music on the last episode? Not, you know, not well, the last few episodes, it was silent. Right. Uh, and it had like the ashes in the air. But, you know, historically, Rebels just ends with the uh, just that sort of intonation. But this one actually was the end of the story. So it had the cinematic music. That was amazing. Amazing. Good job, Filoni. Amazing. That was. Let's talk more about Ezra's parents and how they responded to Ezra. We'll get Mike crying. <laughs> so more response. I guess that's, that was a good cap off to a great series. I'm gonna miss it. Yay! And I hope we get more. Ow! They need to put Filoni to work. They need to clone Filoni and make an army oh, of Filoni. It Filoni's. sounds pretty obvious that he's yeah, got. We some need to make stuff. many Filonis that all the other writers and directors can carry around <laughs> yeah. with them. Seriously, some felonious they, days. This is a serious need for every, the franchise. And they make everyone should Filoni? be required to consult with Filoni. I feel like Filoni should be in, in put in charge of the story group. I do, I agree. I think he should be put in charge of Star Wars. Yes, I agree. Uh, that's more or less what I'm saying because it's not like Kathleen Kennedy is directing every creative decision. No, she's not. He so, needs to be. He needs to be in charge of the creative. The creative he needs side. to be the fight. He needs to be in charge. Let of, her run the yeah. back end. I get it. Fine. Unfortunately, this not, not might not be the dream job for Dave Filoni. <laughs> oh, it's probably <laughs> not for him. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. Can I still wear my hat? But uh, we're, yeah. we're being selfish. I know, Dave. And Filoni. that's okay. Save Star Wars for us. <laughs> Hashtag save Star Wars. Yeah. Filonius. Filonius. David. Yeah. Saving stuff. Yeah. Star Wars specifically. Hashtag good job for Good job, Filoni. That was a good series, Filoni. Good job. Yeah. So, really, so really before we was. take the sound off the soundboard, could you play that Rebels one more time? Rebels. There it is. I have a Rest feeling it's going to be coming up because we're going to be relating things back to Rebels. <laughs> a lot future. of comparisons. A lot of comparisons. All right. right. It can be done. It's not quite dead then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of yeah, like yeah. Rebels and Rogue One. Rebels and Rogue One. Right, Mike? Kind of like Ezra's parents. Can be done. Like Ezra's parents, right, Mike? Yeah, well, they're not not they're quite not, dead. They're yeah. living in our hearts. Not quite dead. They're guys, kind of they're somewhere try, between. They're their not spirits dead yet. Alive. You trying try to make me cry again? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why would you do that? Yeah. 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 It's time for the porkers by the way. Uh, speaking of crying. Oh snap! Again. I don't know if y'all know this, but John Boyega, the dude that played the Finn in the Star Wars, oh yeah, that right? guy. His dad is a Pentecostal minister. Mm. Oh, interesting. And when he said, I got a part in Star Wars, his dad said, what's Star Wars? What? And then promptly tried to milk him for Fourth Awakens spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He was fibbing. It was a little white lie. 
don't know if he was fibbing or he got told what Star Wars was and just immediately got real curious about everything. Who knows? I've heard of that. Who knows? John Boyega's dad knows. Samson Boyega. That is a freaking name. Samson. Samson Boyega. Oh, you want to open up a checking account? Uh, Would you like a free toaster? Uh, Okay, let me take down your name. Samson Samson Boyega. Boyega. Whoa. (laughs) Samson Boyega. I'm assuming he's a a thick accent like that. Samson Boyega. And it's like, I'm sorry, sir. We'll give you all the free toasters. <laughs> There's a crate My. out back. Just pull up your car. Yeah. We'll get all we'll, free we'll load it for you. free toasters for Samson Boyega. <laughs> we'll even so, come to your anyway. house and hook him up. That's right. That's right. He's he's really good at the Only toaster. the best for yeah. Samson. Stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, guess what? What? Guys, what? Who? Yeah, right. what? Time for rumors. What? Oh, we got rumors. We haven't done rumors yet. Holy cow! Holy cow! We've been doing this whole time. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, we we are what an hour. I don't want to forty say. an hour forty. Since. Rumors, rumors, rumors. Rebels. Yeah, we'll we'll get through this. Don't worry, Howie. We'll get through no, this, I, buddy. You know what? I'm probably the most excited I've been in quite some time. Uh-oh. Because that was such a good finale. Yeah, I expected to be so disappointed, and I was the opposite. Yeah, and now so after good. this rumors, I'm sure I'm going to be pissed or something. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. You guys ready for disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> Bring me down. Well, specifically, disappointment that pisses Howie uh-huh. off. <laughs> It's a very specific brand of disappointment. I'm too high right now. Well, Howie's not the only one disappointed this week because Mark Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill's and disappointed? Andy Serkis. Mark Hamill and Andy Serkis. Even though Mark Hamill has had a great week this past week. Got a star. He got to, both of them have. He got to hang out with George Lucas. Some, yeah, he did. It wasn't enough How can you to, beat that? to up his spirits, though. Well. Hanging out with Harrison Ford with, and Jordan Buddy, I, I I hate to be the one to break this to you, but Luke Skywalker dies in the the Last Jedi. I didn't see a body. And Mark Hamill, not a fan, not a fan of that. Not a fan of the dying. <laughs> not a fan of the dying, or the the not. Stepping I think we're going to get to hear more of this from Mark Hamill as time goes on. Yep, we're going to get ba- to hear- actually. actually he's, okay, he's so he talked give- about this. he was in an interview with Hipster Hitler. What? <laughs> if you look at the video, this dude is totally trying to look like hipster Hitler. Really? I'm not is okay that a with new it. fact? Okay. Just to like give it. you guys some some backstory on this, um, right when they were doing um they were doing uh press for the the last Jedi as it was coming out, um Mark Hamill, you know, basically said, Geez, you know, when I read this the first time, you know, I you know, I, I confronted, you know, Ryan about it and said, you know, geez, this is not what I envisioned for Luke and and, uh, you know, he told the story and he said, eventually I came around and I did the part and I did what I was supposed to. And, um, you know, that was a bit of honesty that I don't think uh, Disney took too kindly to because almost immediately after that, this is before Les Jedi even I'm came sorry, out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, there was a lot of backtracking. <laughs> uh-huh, oh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie, man. It's a great movie. And uh, I didn't think anybody thought that my opinion mattered that much, which is the truth. Mark Hamill is. Sure. He's a very as, honest, as pithy as he is. He's pretty humble. Yeah, absolutely. Very you know, he can be very pithy and and sarcastic, mm-hmm. but and out of good fun. But he is actually a pretty humble dude. Yeah, well, too humble. So the the movie comes out, and you know, then you know, there's kind of the divide: the people that really love the movie, and then there's people that were just like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck?" And then there's Mike, and and then <laughs> you know, so now people were starting to go look back at those comments that Hamill had made, mm-hmm. and then he started getting asked about it more often, mm-hmm. and. He was very wishy-washy, you know, during the time, especially when the movie came out, because, of course, he wants the movie to do well. 
you know, and he reiterated the story a couple times. Got to rake then, in that back end. But there again, I think Disney, you know, dude, you know, what are you doing? This is our movie. We're in the middle of, you know, yeah. you know, trying to collect money on yeah. this. And uh, he kind of backed up. But now, you know, we're a few months past the movie. And he's, I mean, these stories are coming back again. And and he's talking a little more openly again. And I think hey, how, he, I think how he's dead on. We're not past the movie because I just read an article like a week and a half ago saying that uh, Black Panther dethroned. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, the Last Jedi. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Dethroned in, in, in the like, sense that it beat it in its like on 20 one second week, right? Yeah, the first week versus the 20 second week. Right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so no, but but the, but the point is, Look but the point is, how he's saying is, I think that the farther removed that we get from this movie, the bolder that Mark Hamill is going to become again about, especially if he's talking on, uh, about his true feelings about this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, unless Disney goes. We'll sign you for Guardians. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but only if you shut your yap. <laughs> you know, there's shut truth your mouth. Shut your I mean, yap, there, Hamill. There could be some of that. I'll but, cut uh, you. Uh, I'll make I, you bleed I, your I, own especially, blood. I mean, maybe they'll do something like that. <laughs> but I still feel like <laughs> five, ten years down, down the road, he's going to be pretty <laughs> open about this. And uh, I mean, he can't back off of this now anyway. So, so anyway, you know, Hamill's expressed... You know his disappointment, and, and and actually the interviews. What he's saying now is that I'm I just refuse to believe that Luke's dead. I think that his his little take on it is that you know no, I'm, turned I'm to choosing to believe. He's choosing to yeah. believe that he just apparated to a nudist planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is great, but also not totally out the out of the scope of something that JJ could write in. If he felt so inclined. I don't truth. think JJ's got the balls. No, I don't think he will either. But not for a nudist planet. But I mean, if space wolves, <laughs> if, if 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 space wolves, can maybe do one it, of those shady Star Trek Luke's planets. Well, I don't know if if JJ does go down there. I mean, it's just going to be a complete all-out pissing match. It at that already point. has been at this point. Just give people what they want, <laughs> and and limp to the barn. Good I'm God. still I'm still interested to see what he does with this. I mean, well, actually, let me touch on this, and we'll talk about uh, JJ here in, in just okay, a second. Go ahead but, and put your finger. But up uh, the other side of this is uh andy circus andy circus said geez i really loved uh playing you know the snow character and he goes i really hope i'm sorry no 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 there's no such thing as a snow character because there was no character in <laughs> yeah snow. there was he was in a movie <laughs> he liked he liked the character of snoke and he is he's expressed that he hopes that he can come back for nine we're gonna get a snow comic I mean, obviously, I'd, if he I'd comes back, that. it's going to be in the form of a flashback, you would imagine. Now that that's standard in Star Wars movies, because Mike wanted it. But flashbacks? Yeah. Classic I did Mike. not want flashbacks. I know. I know. <laughs> it's going to be in credit scene. We've had two movies credit. with flashbacks. One was a Force Vision, but the last one had blatant flashbacks. So it's just, it's a little, it's kind of crazy to me that, uh, I don't know, that, that some of these uh, actors are speaking up now and saying yeah geez that kind of sucks man you know that uh <laughs> is killing off everybody's favorite people no but <laughs> uh, but yeah no yeah the 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 the, the critics were all right and it was all hacking right? i want to hear what akbar has to say <laughs> yeah, wah, right. wah. yeah he did oh he can't he's he's Aww. space froze. like he's really Aww. dead like he's, the actor actually dead. he is one freezer burnt piece of fish he became if, a space wait can you unthaw yeah. fish if they've been frozen and they come back to life yeah seriously oh, there you oh. go flash, flash frozen Fresh. fresh, yeah, he's fresh, he's fresh. Actually, freshly frozen. 
Somebody has gone out, and but made he's a, had a really bad. Are his eyeballs still clear? Because that's that's how fresh he is. You can tell their freshness. Their eyeballs. Actually, a trickle of saliva. Actually, someone on on uh, YouTube has gone out and made a little alternate ending or how uh, last I should have went and uh, the scene where um, you know the, uh, Kylo's uh, team blows up Leia's ship. Yeah. Right before that happens, Akbar says, "Uh, uh I gotta go to the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> And and then then that happens, and then they say, uh, then they flash forward to the scene where they're given, though they would have given control to Holdo, and uh, they said, well, you know, we got to pass on the chain of command, and Akbar steps up, he goes, ah, yeah, and walks right by Holdo, <laughs> dibs, <laughs> dibs. <laughs> so, awesome. mm-hmm. so yeah, funny stuff, but. Anyway, so Snoke and Luke apparently have um, some connection in the Last Jedi novelization. Now, this is out now, right? I believe, right? Garrick, you're our authority on uh, Yeah, novels. it came out last week, or uh, this okay, week so that we're recording. I don't, I don't know if this is verified or not, because I think this... To repeat, this, the Last Jedi novel came out in the last week or yeah, so. Yeah, like three months after the movie. <laughs> to repeat. <laughs> Apparently it's drastically different that from movie the movie. was so hacked together so <sighs> late that the novelization could not be complete and published until now. <sighs> anyway... Supposedly in the novelization, there is... trying to get Howie's hackles in, up. In, a just, in, a, hey, don't work. in addition to the Han Solo uh, funeral, <laughs> <laughs> there is supposedly a Luke and Snoke connection, and there's a little bit of Snoke backstory, so I guess if you're interested in, in hearing some of that... You know, by all means, pick up the novelization. At this point, why would you be out. interested this in This is it. why I'm going to pick up the novel. Oh, you are? First, You're going to well, read a Star Wars tr- book? No, Holy he's going to throw crap. it in the trash. As That's long, why he's going to buy it. As long as it's actually written in the past freaking tense. Holy like crap. Damn well it should be. It won't I don't be. know what to do. I'm going to pick it up. I don't up. know what to do. Because anything that could color that movie in a better light for me is welcome. Because I, I still want to like it more than I do. I like it more than I did. I want to like it more than that's, I do. That's actually probably not a bad thought. I hadn't intended to do that until because you brought that up. Because then I might be able to watch it I'll tell and, you what. and associate deeper meanings with things that the movie doesn't give me. I can tell you that the Attack of the, Clo- Attack Attack of the, Clones, of the Clones is my least favorite movie, Yeah, but the novelization's pretty good. Yep, and Revenge of the Sith novel was very no, yeah, yeah, real good. Opinion. Yep. Who wrote that one? Even, even Phantom Menace novel was fairly decent. I never read that one because I, I did. It yeah. was good stuff. I never got around to it. So yeah, you're right. Maybe I should check that out. But uh, it might make the it might be the spoonful of sugar that helps that medicine go down. Hearing hearing that there's a Han Solo funeral in the ten minutes between (laughs) Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, (laughs) the ten IRL minutes. Yeah, right. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so all this has uh, led people to to question. um, Well, well, let me back up for a second. In our in our last cast, we talked about. Um, Daisy Ridley actually revealing that J.J. Uh, um, Abrams had actually written up a draft for episodes eight and nine based on the work he did on Force Awakens and that uh, uh, Ryan Johnson summarily trashed those and, and made his own story, which While is not completely shooting the bird and smoking, <laughs> <laughs> which is not completely unexpected. That's kind of what Kathleen Kennedy said they wanted people to do. They wanted to bring in directors to make their own films and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that has brought people to start questioning now, you know, was there ever really a unified vision for these saga films? And uh, in my mind, it's a pretty clear answer to that. But I just wanted to, I guess, get you guys' thoughts and, and feelings on that based on 
what we know now about what happened, you know, behind the scenes and, and, uh, this new revelation supposedly that, uh, JJ had a treatment and, you know, it was, you know, summarily, you know, thrown in the trash and started from scratch. I think there was an intention to have a unified vision. Right. They're resetting the cannon. The only reason to reset the cannon was other than to open up constraints is to now is to create cannon and creating cannon. The only reason to do that is to have some sort of unification. And these, the two films that we've seen in the saga series so far are two of the worst examples of a unification of, of theme, feel, everything. Those two films could not be more different. Right. And, 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 and the fact that all these other media are doing a better job than the freaking saga, saga films, films yeah. is shameful. Yeah. It is damn shameful because it's not like it's not like this is too, this can't be done. It's not like it's not hard. Guess what? Sequels come out all the time. They may be better or worse than the first movies come out. Usually not as good, but at least they try to thematically capture what they did the first time. Try to capture the look and feel, right? Well, last shit I didn't do a Force Awakens, and you can argue whether or not it even it, whether Force Awakens was worth doing that because I don't think the Force Force Awakens, despite invoking all of the same imagery and themes of the of the original trilogy, does a good job of capturing the look and feel either because the pacing is shit. Okay, this is disgusting. It's got all the money and influence in the world behind it. Yeah, there may be some very talented people that don't want to bet their careers on this stuff. But come on, this should this should have been done better. There should not be this much room for doing it. And, and anybody wants to blame the fans for being, as how he would say, fickle or like just older and curmudgeon. Shut the hell up. This is not about the people. It's about the craft. And anything that we say otherwise is just deluding ourselves into trying to like something that maybe hasn't earned that much faith from us. Get your shit together, Disney. Don't don't yeah. tell them Disney what to do. <laughs> I just hey, if I can take on Scientology, I can take on Disney. I don't know. Disney's pretty big. I just I just feel like from the beginning, owns this, everything. This, the expectation. Probably. I mean, when you're sitting down and you're saying, okay, we're gonna move forward, we're gonna do these anthology films, we're gonna do a saga film, you know, which was what they originally, you know, this, you know, three, four years ago, whenever they started this process. To me, I mean, part of that, you know outlining how this is going to go process should have been was that, okay, whatever filmmaker we bring in or filmmakers, they've got to agree that there's going to be a collaboration going on because the saga films have to have a unified vision. They just do. Because if you've got two different people trying to make two different films to fulfill their own personal desires, it's, it's going to be disjointed like what we've got, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder- and the sad, the sad thing is I, I, I felt like from the beginning that the anthology films should have been the ones that, and I think everybody had agreed about this, that the anthology films are the, where you do the more exploration and, and take more risks and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, while, tr- but also while trying to thematically and, and look yeah, and sure, feel, stay within the confines right. of what's been Which, done but, but that's the funny thing about Rogue One. Rogue One, I felt like was way more, you know, unifying to what the yeah. established yep. canon was yep. than these two movies. And it's just while it's, being intentionally kept at arm's length. And now I'm, I'm questioning in my mind too, was, 
was was their intent or what you know did kathleen kennedy want jj to basically helm all these movies do you think or was it, it seemed that way mm-hmm. i mean remember this is before he, he tentatively took that on he wasn't real thrilled yeah. about it yeah if you remember right and uh, i don't know I honestly would. I, I wish we could uh, go to, to the world between worlds and go back <laughs> and pull him out, pull Kathleen Kennedy out, and say no, JJ, and push Feige in, and or not Feige, and, and, uh, and I, I'd, I'd look her, I'd look her, I'd look her dead in the eyes and say, "Hear me, woman, hear Filoni. me, hear me, KK, look at me, Filoni. do not hire the young hot talent. Go find people who know how to make older films." Dude, I don't think JJ. I mean, I don't hate Force Awakens. I, not as not as much as you do. I still think Force Awakens. I don't Awakens, hate Force Awakens, but it suffers from all the problems that a JJ Abrams well, movie. Suffers. Yeah, sure. But I but I still I think I would have preferred three JJ movies. Whether he directed the other two or not, I still think he should have been part of the story development well, process. Mike, I don't know if I could tell you if I prefer that or not because I haven't seen an original JJ movie. I wonder because that's not that's not, not what the Force Awakens you're not was. Lying man, I you're wonder not if lying. Uh, it wasn't Disney does what LucasArts used to do with their writers, even with the Clone Wars. They just bring everyone in a room, and Lucas would be there, and then be like, "Okay, this is our pitch," and then they would kind of work, hammer things out together to so they could have that unified yeah. vision. And that's what made the right. old canon so tight is that you know they they had that collaboration. They brought everyone. They had set meetings at Lucas. Lucas's ranch or Skywalker ranch, whatever. And with Lucas right. there overseeing everything and they just kind of talk things out and then they'd come to uh, an agreement and Lucas would be like, yeah, okay. Or no, yep. let's do this. Yeah. Let's do it different. And right. then he'd serve them all. Yeah. Tank. See, I mean, it turned out good. Most of the time, I would say most of the <laughs> but time. I don't think they have yeah, anything like that. I think it's like Kathleen Kennedy's like, okay, here you go. I'll look at I'll look at the you know what the, just I, let, I feel let like, our story group know uh, how far off the reservation you're going to go so we can adjust our other media because y'all have carte blanche. I think the the sad thing is, and I know that's not true. It just feels that way. I think the sad thing is is that you know the original trilogy had you know a formula that worked really well. You know, Lucas had three different directors, right? Three different directors, and all three of them made movies that fit. Together, right? And they were they almost all th- almost seamless. All three had had kind of a, a different, you know, feel to them. Yeah, you know, um, you know, but but that was more because of like the set pieces and the tone of the plot, not the inter- interaction of the characters. No, agreed, and- agreed. But no, I I like that they're, but they're not too similar. That that's but right. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that you know you're right we had three different directors so you've got those three different visions but there was always lucas that was kind of at the top kind of moving things in certain directions and and you know trying to reel them in you know you know on, on different things when they would go too far every one of those movies started off with a major success for the rebellion the first movie started off just saying that the rebe- that the rebellion just won its first victory against the evil galactic empire, and then they have a major success that this captured ship they're able to actually get some information away. It is actually it said they just had a success, and here they are successfully sneaking something away. So you're like, all right, something good happened. I'm on board. I know what to root for. When the empire attacks the Hoth uh, base, they're ab- they're able to destroy the shield generator and take over. But everybody gets away. Almost everybody gets away. They're they're cheering. They're excited, and you're like, "All right, here's the pace. Bad things are happening, but bootstraps 
we are getting through this and we're going to come out on top. Jedi, we got to go rescue Han from the evil clutches of Jabba Duhut. And they all show up and bad thing, Rancor, success. And we're going to go out. Now we're going to have a big fight over the Sarlacc pit. And we come away. Everybody's won. We're all going to get together. Mon Mothman is going to tell about Bothans dying and stuff like that. But we just came off the heels of a success. We're energized. We're going to go into something. Where was that in The Last Jedi? All right. Sure. Where? Well, no, I mean, but even even overarching than that, what I'm saying is a collaboration. These uh, the the prequel trilogy and now this one are suffering from lack of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I mean, what I'm saying is there is a formula that is not. It's funny. It's not formulaic, but there are pieces that are important tonal things to hit. You've got to energize us with positive energy going into the story of a big evil fascist like regime stomping and rolling all over. Thing. You have to give us that hope. Rebellions are built on fucking hope. <laughs> so give us some. The yeah. last Jedi failed in every way to do that in the first half of the film. And The Force Awakens. Nope. I mean, yeah. I guess Poe gets away, but I mean, the force awakens like a, an up and down whiplash through force, the first 20 force awakens was an adequate introduction to a trilogy. I, I felt like, but it's like, Oh, like here, we're doing this thing. We're going to find Luke Skywalker is apparently missing. Oh no, we're all being slaughtered. Oh no, we're being imprisoned. Oh no, we're escaping. Well, oh no, we're, the, I mean, it was just yeah. all over the place. And no, the last Jedi right. was just dour the whole time until, you know, magic horses make Rose smile. That's it. That's it. No one knows how to take you in and give you the viewer hope anymore. They don't know how to energize that. It is not that difficult. All it takes is somebody with an eye to sit down and take these things. I'm just giving one example, but the original trilogy did that. And I will say the prequel trilogy strayed a little bit from that, but I'm going to give GL some credit. Y'all ready for this? Okay, the first film starts off and their ship gets blown up, and that's meant to shock you. Like, oh my gosh, all those people just died, and Anakin and Obi-Wan are barely getting away, all right? Then in the second movie, Padme's ship gets blown up. Blown up. And that's meant to shock you, okay? And in the third movie, well... Everything kind of gets blown up, more or less, in that big battle over Coruscant. Right. They didn't follow that same thing because George Lucas, and I'm going to give him credit. I believe he consciously did that because he knew he was taking you down the dark path. He, he was taking yeah, you down to what right. you already knew was a, was a bad ending, sure. and that's where he was moving it. And that's the difference between the, the original movies, which are taking you to a positive outcome. Right now, I don't think it's safe to say that they know they're taking us to a dark outcome for this trilogy. They don't know shit. And they don't know what they're doing and why. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's this is, like I said, this is kind of the, the question that a few people are asking now is about, you know, this unified vision. And it seems to, to be lacking. And it's, I don't know, it's a shame that it's gone down this way. It'll be interesting, in my opinion. I, I still believe that JJ can can reel this in and, and give us, like I, like I've said time and again you know a satisfactory or you know conclusion to the uh to the current saga so i, I really believe he was the right person to bring in i'm kind of glad they got rid of the colin trevo and parted ways with him because I, I felt like you know after last jedi there needs to be something to pull it all back together so we'll see if he can do it i don't know I no mean, i i i don't it doesn't matter to me if this if this next if episode nine's all that good or not 
I feel like this trilogy is ultimately in the in in the drop of history. It's going to be a wash. Yeah, at best. Yeah, and there'll be people who like it. There'll be a lot of people like it. Oh, I like course, it. Yeah, I sure, like it. Right. But it, it but it's, it, it's it, not it, going to have. It's not going to. It's not going to. Titanic's it, not a terrible movie. It's got some cheesy parts. But you know what? It was a lot of money that ended up being wasted on something that ultimately was a little bit too lame when it could have been more epic. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? And that's how I look. That's how well, I think I'm going to look at this trilogy. Like it was fine, right, but well, it was a lot of money spent on something. Do, that does it stand the test of time? I mean, is this a move? Are these going to be a set of movies that you know, 10, 15 years from now that you're going to go back to and you're going to be watching as often as you do? Only if I'm a lifelong Star Wars trilogy fan, or fan. even the prequels. No. I don't know. I don't know if I will. No. So I don't. I. I mean, even now, only I if don't, I've got a kid there who's nostalgic for them, and sure. so far that doesn't appear to be the case. Right. Right. So I, I, I think I think this is going to be the trilogy that's looked down upon. It's funny because Phantom Menace and Episode Two get a lot of hate and they're deserving of it. But I really think this is a trilogy that people aren't even going to talk about. People debate the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. At least. And as much as we debate and as much as how he gets sick of hearing us bag on it, which is why, you know, things are so silent over there right now. <laughs> part of part of why. But uh, it. it, it it's happening, but I don't. I don't think in the future anybody's going to even want to bother debating these movies because they're just going to be this kind of scattered thing that we accepted. Yeah. yeah. So I hope the next. I hope episode nine is great. But I'm. Are you ready? Go ahead. I'm more interested in Solo than I am in episode nine. Whoa! <laughs> that's, that's saying something coming from you, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 at this point, Solo is such a madcap. What the hell is this even going to be? Yeah, man. That I'm more excited. Whereas F9 is like, I don't. You hate it. You've done what you've done from the very start. That's crazy. I hate the idea of them going back and doing, here's the younger version of a character. Because again, that's just lazy storytelling. It's it's cliche. And and, and I don't believe that it. Everybody's like, oh, I have a story I want to tell. Yeah. Have you thought about how to tell it? Have you thought about the people who are going to watch it? Have you thought, have you sat down with some other people and really talked out exactly? how the best way to get people on board would even be. And I, I think unequivocally the answer is no, not really, not really. You, you're getting you're the modern writer doesn't think about these types of things. And it's a shame. It's a lost, it's a lost craft. Oh, newer movies. You got to understand new movies. Yeah. New, yeah. We understand new movies tend to suck more. Yeah, that's fine. It's not that we're old and it's not that our chain, our tastes have changed. It's the fact that we literally don't value some of the things we used to value. And it, we're just saying it's not as important anymore. The younger people maybe don't need that. I don't agree because I think if they had it, they'd respect it. Sure. And I'm not trying to just separate young people out, but that's the argument that's sometimes made. Well, oh, what do, what do young people even have anymore? I don't. I mean, are there? I don't know. Music uh, sucks. Movie sucks. What the hell? Put me in my grave already. Well, I mean, I'm just trying <laughs> to sound I mean, like is, old is, Like, is Harry Potter the last you know bastion of? cinematic well unfortunately young people like you know my my kids talk about harry potter still the media wave that followed harry potter was so scattered i mean everybody was getting in on the me too train of the oh i've got to make my own adventure for a tortured young soul who has to go off from their parents and live this different life and i'm gonna have them fighting a battle royale or i'm gonna have them be the children of greek gods i mean everybody did the same damn thing yeah nailed it and so it's it's just, it's it's oversaturation, and whether something was even qual- actually quality, it, you couldn't tell because you know they were they were crapping out the movies because they knew they didn't have to spend. I, that much I have money hope for Vil- is it Villeview the guy is that his last name? The oh, guy who's about? the dude who did Blade Runner? Uh, Ridley Scott. Dang it. <laughs> no, Ridley Scott. Who did, did the not, second one? He produced. 
Oh, he produced it. Yeah, he, he did didn't not. He it. did not direct that. The okay. twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. He right. did not direct. Uh, no. okay. Well, I can't remember his name, but he's making a Dune movie or two movies. That should be good, right? Right. That's him. Say, at the pace of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, you're gonna have like six Dune movies <laughs> to get the one story out. <laughs> so there, there are still. There are craftsmen left in yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know there are. But, but I, I think we're relying too much on hot talent. I mean, I'm, tra- I'm talking and, about and young people. I mean, like you're talking about, I mean, the movies that influenced us as as young people. What are they going to look back what, on and what, say these what are do the, the young films? people? Yeah, what are the young people know, today dude, looking at? I get on at? Reddit and I see kids, talk, I, I see adults talking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl like they were life-changing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. And, that, and the part of that is because when we were kids, we didn't have media directed toward us. I mean, when Follow That Bird came out, it was a huge deal. Big Bird movie. Because kid movies like that didn't come out very often at all all even the original muppet films had really adult like humor and stuff in sure. them i'm like here's yeah. bob hope here's richard pryor little kids didn't know jack about that right but i mean if a film was going to be a family movie that was one thing but now they legitimately make kids movies right like garbage dump kids right. movies that i kids don't want to see kids right. everything and and you know turn on the disney channel and watch a live action sitcom uh, on the disney channel yeah. it's literally precocious children it. behaving badly it's awful but so all these kids have so much media aimed at them. I wonder if there can even be something that is iconic on a macro level. Right. I think everybody's going to, everybody's going to have their little individual things. My, that they, like, and they might have a few people that identify with that. I mean, in my world, you know, my, my litmus test for that question is my kids and my daughter is a little bit older. So she's got a little more, she's a little more steeped in it, but I mean, this when I we talk about films and stuff, she's going to Star Wars and Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Goonies and you know, st- it's just it's funny stuff to that me you're sharing with her because the stuff that's aimed at her now isn't as effective. Well, that's the thing. I take her to see newer movies, yeah, and we we see those things, but. She doesn't talk about the new Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're my kid didn't either. She was <laughs> bored in the middle of the movie. You know, the the live action one. Right. She really. I, I mean, she really liked. She was, really liked Moana. Sure. Like, but we don't watch it all the time. Not like when Frozen right. came out when she was like two and a half or whatever, and she became obsessed. Right. right. I just know that like on a random Saturday when we've got nothing to do. Yep. She's either asking to watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom or Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, my baby, <laughs> Daddy's little angel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my kid, my kid has like she is more falls along like the more like traditional gender targeted things that she's into. She likes very girly things. That's just what she enjoys. Sure. Um, she used to be very much like straddling the line and would like enjoy a lot of like action and sci-fi and stuff. That's not as much case anymore. After watching the season finale, of Rebels though, she is like she went to bed that night and she was laying in bed saying her prayers. Yeah. And saying, like, dear God, please help daddy to tell me more Star Wars stories, and I want to see more Star Wars. And I was, like, literally, I'm, and I'm standing there like, you're sucking up to me, and I know it, and it's working. It's working. But, like, like I love hearing, that, like, like, okay, she's coming back around, you know, to some, but if she thinks that something is for boys, she doesn't want to have anything to do with it sure. most of the time. Yeah, right. But She's the, still pretty young. She's like my son. My son is a little more, yeah, he's less focused on that stuff but still. But at so. the same time... The various girly things that she get gets into have so precious little of her long term attention, right? Because first off, there's so, constantly something new, just yeah. in, inundation. Yeah. But like, she gets into My Little Ponies for like a week. Sure, she'll get into Barbie for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, she just it's constantly changing because there's always something new. The only stuff she latches onto 
is the long-term stuff. Like, we watched Temple of Doom. Yeah, that was her first Indiana Jones. Yeah, I went to yeah. Temple of Doom first. Good man. So let's start her off with... Chronologically, the... that was the first I know, movie. I know, <laughs> I know. And also, there's less Nazis in it. <laughs> so I'm like, let's start off with Temple of Doom, and it's got the like, gory violence in it, but she'll you know get through it. And she she like squealed and buried her eyes in my side and stuff a couple times, but then she wanted to watch more. And it's like, that's the stuff where she turns around and she's asking, is there more? Is there more? Because... There was a finite supply. We only right. got so much of it, but it affects her in a way that new media does not. I, I believe that we are a fast paced media production society. Yeah. We don't take three years to make a movie anymore. We take two years to waffle on the script, one year to butcher the one we agreed on, <laughs> and then seven months to actually put the movie together, which is a damn shame. It's a damn shame. I just, I can't even consume all the media anymore, man. I've just gotten to a point where I'm just like, oh, I'll watch like a show. I found out Jessica Jones came out today. Today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I found it. Yeah. I found that out today. Yeah. You mean it last came week. out Thursday. Was it last week? No, it was like, yeah, it was like, last week. Came out yeah. yesterday. As the Sayers. Yesterday. 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 But like, I found that out like after it was already out. Sure. I didn't even realize that season two was that close. And I was like, oh, oh, what? Geez, Silicon Valley's coming back this month. You know what I mean? All this oh, stuff. Yeah, and man. I'm just like, oh, geez, I have stopped paying attention completely because there's so little that I want to consume anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, yeah it's just Actually, I think there's a lot of good stuff. It's just hidden. That's true. I've started watching some obscure like Canadian shows that I'm like, this is not bad. Yeah, Canadian shows are good, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've been I've been uh, on the the new Voltron, Voltron. train. Yeah. It's you yeah. know, they got a lot of good stuff out there. There are yeah, you're right. There is but good stuff. But it's just not I mean, speaking of Canadian shows, y'all watch Travelers? Uh, yep. No. What do you think of Travelers, not Gary? Bad. They travel a lot. It's not bad. Wait, which one's Travelers? Travelers, the one with the dude from from uh, Will and Grace. Oh yeah, they go back in time and, and, stuff. and they are, they're all like quantum they leaping. They jump into dead people. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good show. Yeah, that's not a bad show, and the characters are interesting. I've been watching the new uh, Frankenstein Chronicles. I see. I haven't gotten around to that one yet. I just started a show tonight. It's a one-off. It's ninety minutes. It's well, called, not fly casual. It's called the Push. <laughs> Have you guys heard about this? The push. The Does that have push. Hayden Christensen it's not, in it? It's not. Yeah, it's, it's some, not push starring Hayden Christensen. Right? <laughs> no, it's 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 a British filmmaker, and it's basically a social experiment. The premise of the show is that, um, you know, through social pressures and stuff, you can get people. To, basically, he takes advantage of herd herd. Um, mentality, mentality, yeah, and gets people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Oh, you mean like Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you tell you the opening scene to this because yeah. I just watched it tonight. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but essentially, th th this guy calls this coffee shop, right? And he says there is a woman with a baby and a, and a baby carriage in there, and they say um, she is a child abductor, and the child that she has, she has abducted. So what we need you to do is to hand her the phone and and say you got a phone call. And then when she goes to take the call, you need to go take the baby carriage and push the baby out and we'll take it from there. And they've convinced this guy 
you know, to the point where he does exactly what they say, Yeah. you know, and he pushes that. He goes the whole time. He's like, this is weird. I don't know why I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. It's a fictional program, the, right? Yes. Okay, right. Good. This is all actors <laughs> and everything like the lady and everything is. Mm. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a gotcha it's not a show. Reality show. No, yeah. it's not, it's not a gotcha show. So it was all done with actors, but the, the guy that they called was an actual guy that worked at this coffee shop. Right. Oh and wait, 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 wait. So it is reality. It's show. reality show. It's, it's reali- just a bunch of people are faking. It. Yes, it's not. It's not. They're gotcha. not actually abducting it a is, baby, but they are convincing yes. a dude that this is real. Yes. It is punked in yeah. that it, sense. It is exactly like that, but they're doing right. it very seriously. Okay. Right. But yeah, it wasn't an unsuspecting lady taking her baby. No, no. So she was. That in would on probably it. be bad, even if we were just right. going to agree that it's trashy so, reality. So anyway, TV. so ex- <laughs> extrapolate this. The push is basically: can you convince? A regular normal person to do something uh, to push potentially someone, horrible, basically kill someone. Yeah, so oh very yeah, interesting. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you, Mike. You sick punk. Go oh, ahead and man. watch your garbage TV. <laughs> yeah, you're sick. The thing is, I already know that this is entirely possible. This is based on it it's every based day. on science, actually. I know, and 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 the, and and actually, it'd be good for a lot of people to realize how easily manipulated we are. Right. But unfortunately, given that we are all human garbage, no one will be able to internalize. <laughs> I'm not like that. Howie's, not Howie's different. Howie's, Mike, Guys, sorry. Sorry, I'm Mike. You're, like you're in that. there. Man, I can't believe everyone other than me oh, is man. so stupid. Is this the three and a half hour cast? Yep. I'm just wondering. Yep. Why don't we tie this bull crap off before we start talking about everything else we're uh, watching on TV? Mike's watching apparently, you know, murder, Big Brother child murder shows. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, enjoy that. Watch the Survivor. Yeah, guys. Survivor. Oh, Ghost geez, Island, baby. Great. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly or something. <laughs> hey, I wanted to say goodbye. Next time, do it before someone says the word survive. Hashtag blindside. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.